Hello. Hello and shit. Hello and welcome to Shuttle the Pod. Uh, a the brand pod- new ch- oh, fuck. The podcast that did ah uh, shit. Okay, three dudes we- pretending yeah? to be dudes disguised as some dudes. Close. Close. Uh, That's good. That's good. Uh, you may have heard a new voice there. Shit. I don't know how to. I don't know how Brian does this. So Brian's okay. not here. Ross. <laughs> Ross. What's our intro? What's our- <clears throat> not the shuttle. Shuttle. This movie sounds awful. I'm sorry. Guys. Surprise. Whoa. Hundred butts. Kinky. Creepy pasta. Please. You can't say Teddy Spaghetti three times or else. Don't mention his name. Posticle. A Ouija version of the stranger. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey. Out of the mist and into the fog, it's Chuddle the Pod. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Chuddle the Pod, where two best friends and a guest, no, three best friends... (laughs) Take a look at the curious world around us. And what do I mean by curious world around I don't know why I did this voice. Well, we like to You're take going a with look a different movies. Voice? I'm just going with it. <laughs> <laughs> movies, music, mystery, and history dabbling in the gruesome, ghoulish, grisly, gnarly, and almost always tickling the world of the macabre. <laughs> On today's episode, watch as Ross butchers the title sequence. <laughs> and we will cover Phantasm with oh my our gosh, special yes. guest, Rickles, Ricky, Ricky, mm-hmm. and the nightclub, Rickles, yes. as he is known. Um, we have myself, Sam at Shuttle the Sam on Instagram and Slasher, also available on Twitter, but not active. We have <laughs> Ross. Just a, just a placeholder. Ross at Shuttle the Ross on Instagram and Slasher. That is correct, sir. Ricky. How does Brian do this? At False Cult Rick, spelled the metal way with V's yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. on Instagram. And uh, are, is that this? Any, any other plugs or socials um, i mean you know they can check out the night at the nightclub podcast if they're out, oh yeah if they want definitely to, if plug the pod uh, no, you gotta no check pressure, out the nightclub you know, it's because it, it don't matter <laughs> it don't matter you gotta <laughs> check out you gotta check out the check nightclub out. yeah check out those cosmic cajuns down in the swamp doing their thing just a couple of cosmic cajun guys <laughs> <laughs> uh ross how are you doing how have you been I'm doing quite well. Uh, I uh, I feel like I stumbled through that intro, but I think we did an okay job not having Brian here. Oh, by the way, um, Brian's on expedition this week. If you couldn't tell by the debacle that has been the last few minutes of this podcast. Yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> so he's big brothering. He's probably going to edit this and he's probably going to drop some real nice truth nuggets probably throughout this thing of his own voice. But at the time being, we were recording without him. So we're... We're without a captain. Yeah, Brian's Brian's down in Bolivia right now, not (laughs) trading in exotic birds. Wink. (laughs) Wink. I hope when he Um, he gets back, he edits a big spanking on all of us. (laughs) It's a nice spanking. 
Thank you, Ross and Sam. I am out here in the field doing some real intense investigative work, uh, digging around the deep, dark web to try to find you all the best creepypastas that are lurking out in the wild. So that's why I'm... Uh, well, that's why we're saying I unfortunately can't join uh, my uh, Treadleman tonight and our very special guest. So thank you, Ricky, for joining uh, us and uh, my Treadle my occupants, my co-occupants tonight. And I hope you have a really, really fun time talking about this movie. And I don't remember if Sam's going into a segment, but if he is... I hope you have fun with that one too. So, so thank you for uh, for kicking it over to me in the field, and I'm gonna go get back into it. And hopefully, I will be joining uh, our Chuddle folk again very, very soon. But until then, I will, you know, I'll keep I'll keep the the content being created. So, so when we're ready to get back into it, I'll have some genuinely good stuff for you all so ross sam uh ricky and all of you have fun tonight and i will see you all very soon um but besides that uh doing uh doing quite well i uh kind of dabbling into uh, uh some new uh tv shows i actually i finally bit the ball i'm starting to watch the boys uh, because i watched all of oh. the the was it diabolical the new animated series it that prime is, just yeah, came out with yeah i binged that and i was like well i should probably just sit and watch the season one of the boys and been sure. enjoying it so far cool yeah i watched the first season i and then i watched maybe the first episode of the second season didn't keep up with it actually a buddy of mine has the issue one that i bought for like 50 puck bucks and got graded to sell oh, nice and it was a nine eight. Last I saw, they were selling for like five hundred. I need to get that Damn. from him because yeah, you should. You I'm should, sure with season three coming out, it's also like you know skyrocketing. Um, have you seen the boys, Ricky? Are you familiar with this? I've seen most of it. I, I didn't watch it from start to finish, but my wife surprisingly loves it. Mm. So awesome. Yeah, Jensen Ackles, Dean from um, Supernatural, Dean Winchester is going to be in season three. Oh, really? My wife's excited yeah. about that because <laughs> she loves it. <laughs> Wait until she sees his character, though, if it's Eddie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the boys. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, Ricky. Supernatural, actually, a lot of it was inspired by a movie that we're covering tonight. Oh, great. I can't wait to get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, how are uh, We already had you plug your stuff. Uh, yeah. How are you? We're happy to have you. Um, yeah, thank you for I'm coming. I'm good. On. Thank you guys for coming. Um, thank you for I being here. I appreciate you being here uh, yeah, thank for you. this. He he would have loved it. You know, it would have meant so much to him. Mm, um, mm-hmm. I've been good, man. Um, good. I've been kind of just drinking and working and uh, watching spooky movies and yeah. painting some little plastic Warhammer guys. That's and, life. Uh, taking her easy, bro. Yeah, I, love I love that. I love it so much. Every bit of it. Yeah, man. I take naps all the time. It's great. Uh, like I took uh, two naps today. Uh, <laughs> I'm on that nap life, bro. I'm for real. I'm uh, on that nap life. You're, you're, you're just beating we're the just shit jealous. out of my soul right now. Yeah, we're not mad. We're jealous. <laughs> we're just, yeah. Uh, my heart yearns for naps. No naps in our life. I'm, 
I'm good, thank you for asking, you guys. Um, hey, Sam, how are you? Oh, I'm good, Sam, thank you for asking. Samwise, how you doing, bud? <laughs> Great, it's good to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm good. I I guess I have nothing to say. I, I tried to have something prepared for this part, and I forgot about it. So I guess I'll go with, um, I had a real fun time trying to put my son down. We were both giggling a lot. Because uh, he was asking me if I was butt, butt, the butt, butt. And I was saying no. And then he would ask me if I was wiener, wiener, the wiener, wiener. And let me tell you, saying wiener, wiener, the wiener, wiener is very fun to say. So we had a blast with that. You see, I would have said yes to both of those. Yeah. Oh, well, so I say no. And then I ask him if that's what he is. And we, you know, we go back and forth. Wait a second. Is oh. Is that a spoiler alert? Is your would you rather would you would you rather be butt butt the butt butt, 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 butt. or weeder weeder the weeder weeder? <laughs> it's fun, isn't it? <laughs> you know, Question that's a tough one. We'll find out. We'll find out. So, that's, as you know, we that's mentioned, the, the important questions, the real questions. Surreal, yeah. That's the real right. meat and potatoes. That's why we do this podcast. So, boys, I was thinking we would do Phantasm, and then I do have a quick little real gnarly segment for us tonight. I'm not sure how long it'll take, but it's definitely on the shorter side. Uh, you know, 10 minutes Fun. or more. But Red. I think with all that said, are are we ready to... Did I mention Phantasm? I mentioned Phantasm, right? Yeah, you mentioned You're doing <laughs> oh, it. Oh, and, and follow Chattel the Pod on our, our uh, Instagrams and slashers and stuff. Yeah. Uh, as, at as Chattel the Pod. You yeah. can actually find me. This is this is Rick, in, ca- in case you're wondering. This this stupid voice here in the middle of the screen. No, sweet um, melted. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me on Slasher as well. Um, it's False Cult Prejean. Um, all metal and stuff. So, which Prejean is Prejean for yeah, those P-R-E-J-E-A-N. who don't speak French. J E A N. Yeah. Ooh. Saucy. Nice. He's I am a so spicy excited about this. So, with that, we'll be right back. Uh, and we're back. Uh, welcome back to Chettle Pod. Uh, it's your boys minus. One boy, but we got <laughs> Ross, me, Sam, and Ricky from the nightclub, and we are about to jump into uh, Ross's video roundup and the phantasm, as suggested by one Ricky Prejean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Close enough. Well, hi. Partner, something. Welcome to Ross's video roundup with your pal Ross. Spoilers ahead. Yeah, <laughs> we reversed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn it! From the mortuary of movies comes the transdimensional masterpiece of 1979's Phantasm. The story of two brothers and their ponytailed companion who face against <laughs> cosmic corpse stealers in this genre-bending tale of terror with caskets of the recently deceased empty and the dwarf emporium completely sold out of burlap cloaks suspicions stir as a quiet town is taken citizen by citizen by the looming lurch of science fiction himself the tall man and his cohorts of carnage for lovers of cemetery boot knocking (laughs) jawa javelin throwing 
interplanetary petrification? And what would happen if the pinballs in Tommy had a mind of their own and a grudge against humans? <laughs> this movie will have you on the edge of your seat and your mind. I love it. Oh, you shit. made me want to watch it again, and it's already on in the background. <laughs> it's already on. Oh, it's already on. We got to start re. We gotta somehow be able to release shuttle collections like there's a Criterion collection. Yes. And Ross, it, that that one is going. Your descri- that description is definitely going on the back. That's if, we, if we did that, that's going on the back. That's, that's an amazing. Perfect. I love it. I love it. That's a ten out of ten. That's five fingers in the grave on that. On that <laughs> yeah. description, man. Guys, guys, fucking fa- phantasm. phantasm, phantasm is one of those rare gem movies that I feel was advertised as a horror film. You got into the theater, and then it turns into this science fiction just insanity that's so... It's just... Yeah, it's just amazing. Like, the, the, like Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild. It's, I, I've never seen this before. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure what I was expecting... It wasn't what I got. I'll put it that way. I had yeah. a great time. And there's stuff I really liked and stuff that I didn't really like, or just kind of maybe was even head scratcher. I can't think of anything I didn't like per se right. so much as I was like, okay, <laughs> but <laughs> it was it was it was, it was it was a great ride, and I can't wait uh, for you to round us in. Now, yeah. uh, sorry, I don't know if I'm stepping on your toes. I was going to ask mm-hmm. Ricky about, his, uh, obviously, he brought it to our table here, what your prior experience with the movie was before we start this segment. If, if you guys <laughs> want to hear it, sure, I'll tell it. That's no problem at all. I'll tell it to yeah. the I'll tell it all day. I'll scream it off a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude. So this movie I first saw. I mean, hell, not not long, not very long ago. Um, few years maybe, but it was. Um, I saw it on one of the Joe Bob Christmas specials because mm-hmm. he covered oh. the whole franchise except part two. Yeah. Um, for reasons. <laughs> for just, a lot of reasons. That's all you need. You just need. Re- <laughs> that's all you need. Just that's so interesting. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> fucking universal. Anyway. Um, so I had never seen it. I didn't know what it was. I'm just, yeah, I'm watching Joe Bob. And my dad had passed away a few months before. And um, I was in that grieving state, mm-hmm. desperately trying to feel some nostalgia. So, like, I, I had been watching DS9 and just all kind of stuff that he loved. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I stumbled on this movie, and it, it just connected with me because of the funeral themes and those questions about what happens to someone after they die. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The people you never get to see again, the, the people you miss um, and the futility of trying to escape death, which I think is reflected perfectly in the ending of this movie. Oh yeah. And Oh it just, cool. I can't wait till we get to that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It just, it just, this movie just connected with me and I instantly fell in love and watched it again as soon as it finished because I just wanted to know I wanted to try to pick up on some things I'm like I must be missing stuff that was my thought I must be missing something so I watched it again it turns out I wasn't missing anything yeah (laughs) (laughs) I mean 
this movie honestly does have a lot of like very big open-ended questions which would be um i don't know man it would be i feel like it would be detrimental to any other franchise except for phantasm like phantasm gets a not doesn't get away with it it's just the idea is part of it it's so part of it because you have no, like there's no real explanation and that's what makes it more nefarious and more weird and like um I don't know yeah it's it's kind of weird when like the, yeah you don't get a backstory on Ale, on the on the tall man or what he is or what I mean like you know what the purpose of what he's there for but nothing sort really of, about yeah. him you know? exactly it's kind of like there's yeah, a lot of stuff like a, that's a, it's like there's an implied lore like oh there yeah. must be some sort of lore here and then you never get the lore so it's it's all it, in a weird way. It's kind of that tip of the iceberg thing, where it's like, oh, there's got to be more to this, and it's like, well, I mean, I guess there is. They're just never gonna tell us. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, not to talk too much about the franchise, because I know we're talking about the movie based on its own merits. But you 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 start you end the first movie with so many questions, and some mm-hmm. of those get answered, and some of them never do. Ever. And you, at the end of the last movie, you just have more questions than answers. <laughs> yes. Somehow right. you know less than you started with. And totally. I think it's beautiful. Wow. That's interesting because I assumed watching this, I was like, well, all these sequels that exist, that must be what flesh out all this stuff that right. I'm like picking up on that doesn't get addressed. Right. Yeah. Like no, you don't not. find out a lot about the tall man. You don't find out much about the tall man, but you do find out a lot about who he used to be. So Phantasm as a franchise has a way of answering your questions with answers you don't need or want. And I kinda like <laughs> yeah. that. I kinda totally. like it. All right. Kind of keeps you on your cool. toes, man. But like, yeah, the 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 first in, the first installment, the 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 OG from 1979, is um, tale basically of two brothers uh, dealing with what you would think in the beginning of the film is supernatural, and then as we slowly progress through this movie, you realize, and the big reveal, it's a science fiction film, and it's a really good concept science fiction film, and. It's, I was not expecting that. No, I, no. First time watching again, it, having no idea, I was like, "Wait a second, it's aliens." <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know? man. And I think the I think the idea is so um, like we can put it, it's like it's so good that like it's just it it really does resonate because it's th- this series and this concept there isn't a lot or any like it. So like obviously from um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna butcher this man's last name. Uh, Don Coscarelli. 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 Yeah. There we go. Ah, I got another first try. Boy. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, but like That's written and, written and directed. Uh, this, I believe if I'm reading my factoids right, they worked on this on weekends over the yep. course of like a year, I think. Yep. Uh, like over a yes. year. Yes. I actually even saw that on IMDb. They like rented the equipment. Yeah. On Fridays. That way they didn't have to pay for more than one day of using it because they could only return it on Monday. Because <laughs> they couldn't return it on Saturday or Sunday. I'm like, damn, then people would rent it for the weekend and charge them one day. Honestly, that makes it even more incredible, the movie they were able to make, if that's Oh, yeah. I mean, you had guys like uh, the sets, like the uh, the uh, mausoleum. The marble. And the marble is was a set. And what was crazy about that is that they hired a bunch of kids, I think straight out of college, 
and they built it like a real like they didn't understand the concept of a of a movie set versus actual construction so they actually <laughs> constructed it as like a physical thing so like they built That's like hilarious. oh it's like you want this we, we're just gonna build this like so this they built this in giant beautiful set amazing and all that marble is wood so i think it looks fantastic it does oh, look amazing fantastic. and super trippy man i think the yeah. when the uh especially all the aspects that you have from the tall man in the mortuary and uh the gateway and the other ones uh, uh that kind of like reflect his character um the stylization of those is so cool it's kind of obviously going in chronological um we reviewed uh fresh and i feel that like fresh took aspects of phantasm in its movie in some of these sequences where it's like it's very sterile and i think the way of the sterility that, of certain scenes makes it very off-putting <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like it shouldn't okay. be yeah. this yeah. well it's very cinematic that again it presses me even more the the stylization of a lot of the shots and the lighting and the oh, yeah. like aesthetic you know the way it just presents a picture um cinematography oh yeah dude we're gonna hop right into that i mean like the cinematography on this is so good um yeah. the the biggest like the, <laughs> I, I, I like to say beacon uh because it's the exact opposite shadow play in this movie yeah. is so fucking good from jump street the the use of light Kiroshiro and the idea of like super dense darks with all of these like oh dude the way they use foliage mm. is just so fucking good, and the night scenes with the cars is some of yes. the most beautifully shot shit because mm-hmm. it's like show the isolation of the car going through or like the I mean dude even Reggie's car accident and that scene where Mike's on top of it is just so dynamic and when you watch it yes I agree the way the truck looks when he runs up to it and i think it must be after that when he's running by himself and he's just running through darkness and then a light mm-hmm. uh, down the road right. it's just uh so like cool and pretty and it you can it uh, it's hard to describe it gives you a feeling in your in your body it's not like making your skin <laughs> crawl or spine tingle but like right. yeah physically Almost like an exuberance i'm just like 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 i felt exuberant yes watching this yeah. movie yeah 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 the first time like i felt like a sense of adventure almost like almost like some scooby-doo shit because you know you've yes. got this mystery mm-hmm. that's unfolding and it's a young kid and it, it just mike mike for being a have never i don't well i think he i think a michael baldwin acted in at least one of coscarelli's previous movies yeah i think mm-hmm. so too uh one of the because this is his third mm-hmm and this is his first horror movie. Yeah. So, and, anywho, like for being a kid actor, I, I was impressed with him actually. So, more dude, so than more so than most of the other people. Yes. No, I think him playing Mike was a like, dude. What a great character. Also, the character such a cool kid, but also yeah. like creepy. Like that's a creepy kid too. Um, this <laughs> kid was. I had an ongoing theory that Mike is actually just Michael Myers because the amount of (laughs) 
stalking that Mike yeah. does in this oh, movie yeah. is like exponential. Like it, it's how he got good at stalking. Yes, yeah, totally. It just, in his youth, he just he just it. stalked his brother for like yeah months and months. He's just, like, I gotta go stare at my brother's ass. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! That that entire most of the scenes where Mike is just creep. I mean, even in the beginning of the movie, he's creeping out and stuff like that. It's uh, what a what an odd character choice but dude mike and jody in this film take no shit like i've i don't think i've ever seen two protagonists in it's not really a slasher but it's not i mean it's a side like in this era of film i'd never seen one this armed to the teeth <laughs> like yeah, just oh, the, yeah. this kid's 13 and has a pump shotgun loaded to rip some shit up and just just biz cash just sleeping on a fucking just on the stairs i just like certain scenes like that it's just it's so different than everything else that was coming out because like they were scared but it was that fight or flight and it wasn't flighty it was all fight for both of these characters throughout the entire movie i thought that was just such a cool aspect because you never like you don't you didn't get that from a lot of the films that were coming out at the time Mike's a cool kid, and Jody would be a cool older brother, man. Oh, yeah, you totally drive cars dude. and drink beer and run around yeah, with a shotgun. Mike's, <laughs> Mike's, Mike's driving the Cuda and drinking beer and shooting guns and touring yeah. it up in the cemetery with his dirt bike. Like that's <laughs> yeah, that sounds like he, it sounds like he grew up in my hometown. I'm just saying. Totally. Every thirteen-year-old. Like, these guys are so relatable, like small-town dudes. It's just. I mean, yeah. you know, in Mamou, Louisiana, we started early. I'm just saying, but <laughs> yeah, you know, like this, I could have been this kid. Aside sure. from, like, I didn't stalk my brother, but I didn't have one, That's amazing. so it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> right, dude. So the oh man, the special effects in this movie, um, again, for only being able to do it on weekends, like, dude, some of the effects in this movie, so fucking three hundred thousand too, man. Yeah, dude, like that's like just thinking about that and then seeing it on the like it come to fruition. I mean, first off, uh, because we covered this in uh, another of your cohorts, the Night of the Demon. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that Sphere Vision is better than Bigfoot Vision. It's the same. I, don't, I would There's never a lot say of red. That. There's a lot of red. Uh, I think what's cool with Sphere Vision though is that it's more pixelated, so it's like yeah. um, like it does if, look kind of cute, computery in a way. Dude, totally. Like if if Night of the Demon was um, like, it sounds weird because they're done completely different. Time. If like Night of the, uh, Night of Demons, yeah, that's high def, and then I feel that it's like the Sphere is AOL Instant Messenger. Like it's, at, it's <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's booting up. You know what I mean? Like it might eventually get to Bigfoot Vision. Uh, but it's just, it's at this, like, beginning stage. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> sp- <laughs> speaking of the this. The spheres were very, like, dude. when they were flying around, they looked great. So I, good. I, yeah, man. Simple movie magic, As too. we're talking about how hard it was yeah. to make, or how low budget it was, they, they've really pulled it off. I think probably a lot of it, aside from the special effects that are in there being good, is due to the cinematography like oh, it just yeah. looking so good and ingenuity oh, totally. man like they used real movie magic in this you know movie mm-hmm. magic that i don't know about that a lot of filmmakers today probably don't, don't even know about you know like well, i mean they used, that's they blood used magic mirrors. that goes way back oh yeah dude they're, they're using like mirror they're doing like theater level 
right. uh, misdirection. They're using like uh, mirror play. Uh, they've got um, mm, uh, like trap doors. Ooh, mirror, mirror play. play. It's Ooh. kinky. Dibs on that band. Dibs on the band. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hi, everyone. <laughs> We're mirror play. And our first album is called Phantasm. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, uh, dude, I honestly, the most, the biggest one that I was impressed by, shy of the dream sequences, like, some of the tall man dream sequences, I just thought were just fucking start amazing. To finish. I'm not, I will say, honestly, looked more of a dreamscape than most of the dream stuff in Nightmare on Elm Street. I would probably say that flat out. Obviously, they're doing, I agree. Two, they're doing two different approaches to what dreams should look like. Right, right. Phantasm nailed what a dream feels like. I sure. think that that uh, there's some surreal it's because aspects. of the stream of conscious the stream of consciousness the way the scenes move together without making sense a lot of the times I think really helps it as well. Totally, from Dude, that aspect, abs- absolutely. And I think that plays to some of these uh, these special effects too, like the space gate and just the mirror play of just put the hand through is just so like it's such a easy gag, but it's such a workable gag in this that you're just like that's right. so, oh, fucking and oh, that little so sound. Good. <laughs> okay so uh we're, we'll, we'll get into it when we're doing the scenes but uh i thought this yeah was we're such chuddling a cool... bro we're we're, oh, not, we're we're falling off track we're chuddling oh, totally. we're, ch- we're chuddling hardcore the only last thing i got <laughs> off for special effects um yeah. the, when the house disintegrates um yeah. it's the same special effect as star trek it's yes, it literally is. the same dude who did the special effects. So it's the really? same. Yeah. So like when you see like the just the dematerializing and materializing of Star Trek, same fucking effect that happened on the entire house. By the way, BT so yeah, fucking bud. good. Um, yeah, bud. Yeah, yeah bud. Dude. See, I do it by accident sometimes. Now I didn't even realize <laughs> I was doing it. The um, and uh, just a sad note to bring everyone down. The guy yes, who who designed the spears and made yeah. them. He passed away before the movie was released. He was never able oh, to see his product shit, really? on screen. Oh man! Yeah. That's well, thank cr- you, that guy. You're yeah. Thank man. you to that guy. I, I don't. I never remember his name either. No, no more but, sad. Um, they you fucking believe. nailed it. Huh? He fucking nailed it. I mean, figuratively, literally, because he nailed it like right onto the dude's head. But as in, like a thing, like dude, one of the most iconic. Yeah. I would say one of the so, most iconic balls ever. Are we going to talk about the kill with it later? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Okay. So, All right. So let's so keep kill, going. Let's keep going. So the, uh, I'm gonna flip these around a little bit because um, I kind of a kind of a fun weird go round. Um, the kill count is very minimal on this. Actually, yes, it is. Uh, we've got. I wrote two and a half. Um, it depends on how what you would consider reanimated corpses at dwarf size, uh, and if they can be killed or re-killed. Uh, but technically there's two, Good so point. there would be, there would be two. So maybe two and a half, depending on what you're doing, how, how you feel about, I think uh, killing a dwarf zombie counts as a kill, but I would I'm say, saying. okay, then I'm going to say, so it would be three. So there's, like, I would if say three. If are you saying did. a dwarf zombie is only half a person, Ross? Uh, oh, that's, <laughs> oh no, you can't wow. say that. Yeah. You can't wow. say that. No. Canceled. I was saying it's because it's undead, not because of the size of the person. You're just getting me a whole reel of shit right now. Well, now, well, now you're definitely canceled because we weren't <laughs> wow. implying that part. Just the, that wow, was all just you, buddy. The reason why you... Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how much of that actually gets edited in. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god. All right. So yeah, let's just jump right in the nitty gritty of you guys. Um, I'm breaking down some of my favorite scenes. Um, and some of my favorite scenes. Um, it's uh, the first one is two minutes and fifteen seconds in. We get the intro sheen, scene, sheen, sheen of the scene. Mm-hmm. Can we? All right. So we don't get a lot of explanation on the lady in lavender and apparently well, basically, neither did, no, basically none, none, basically none. <laughs> uh, the lady in lavender shows up numerous times during this film. Um, the actress who played her also the, <laughs> the actor who played the tall man didn't know they were playing the same character because that right. was kind of edited in afterwards. And it was a surprise to both of them when they saw the movie, when it came out, which I thought was amazing because it changes. Yeah. The, oh my God. It also changes the entire aspect of the first kill because the first kill happens literally two minutes and 15 seconds in. Um, and this is uh, when the lady in lavender bones um, Tommy, which to is completion. a to com- to complete. See, that's, <laughs> I'm really asleep I'm, immediately. No, well, uh, well, I mean, very accurate. Uh, you're not prepared for alien sex. You have alien sex. I feel like you're just going to fall asleep immediately. I've never had sex with an alien before, but I feel that there may be just immediate nap time afterwards. I don't think. I don't think you they, haven't I mean, been I, living, man. I, 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 do that I don't anyway. think the human body's ready to have alien sex. To be totally honest with you, but that's a whole you different been living, conversation. Bro. Alien sex, alien- what? <laughs> especially with Angus Scrim. Oh my god! Yeah, you ain't been living. Oh my god! Oh, th- there was some song on the uh, Eve Tumor album from last episode that I said was like "Sexy, Sexy Aliens." So, some we should cut what it, whichever song that was into the scene and yeah, see yeah, how into it the works. scene. Yeah, I I do I do kind of appreciate and kind of am freaked out by the fact that the tall man let the man finish to completion before murdering him. I mean, good on the tall man. Uh, good, also, yeah, it's very considerate. Yeah, also <laughs> fucking weird. Um, and yeah, that's where we get our first kill. Uh, Lady Lavender, uh, stabs a dude with a QVC high-end collectible blade, uh, in the middle <laughs> of a cemetery. Um, <laughs> this is like the opening, right? This is two minutes and 15 seconds into the movie. There is no yeah. idea of who this woman is. Uh, you don't even, ha- you don't even know Tommy's name until he's post-mortem. He, right, right. Prince, what does he say after he that comes or right before? He's like, like oh, real baby, groovy. that was great. Oh, baby, that <laughs> was great. Um, so, also, I realize this while watching this. and re- See, I get most of these things when I'm writing it down for the podcast. Uh, yeah. Not only is the tall man an interdimensional grave robber, he's also a sexual deviant. Um, and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, cause the MO uh, specifically when you get kind of to, uh, Jody's character a little later on, um, tall man likes to fuck apparently in the the cemetery. Yeah. Dressed in lavender people too. Yeah. 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 So that's listen, listen to the nightclubs episode. (laughs) Some consent (laughs) issues there (laughs) because, because Travis goes at length about this and it's, it's, it's it's kind of a good time. Yeah. Go check out that episode of the nightclub, the phantasm one. Do you know which episode it is? I don't know the number, but the episode name is Surreal Giggles. There you go. Go check it out. Um, And speaking of the tall man, dude, this guy steals the show. Like, literally from the first scene he's in is a jump scare over the shoulder of Jody. Um, Also, a little tidbit and fun factoid about this scene. Bill Thornbury was as tall as the tall man. So, uh, (laughs) he... (laughs) 
<laughs> so he had yeah yeah so the tall man he had to sit he had to be on i think it was like an apple crate it was something crazy he's they filmed that with him on an actual crate above his shoulder to give him the like to give him ups mm-hmm. that right. movie magic get that yeah yeah boy they also made him wear a suit that was like two sizes too small just to make him more slender oh Draw yeah that weird vertically. gap on his sh- like sh- oh my god there's a funny way of walking <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> not gonna lie if i could just stop looking like me and just look like the tall man i would though oh yeah i i honestly it's mostly the haircut i think it's the haircut that tells it because that haircut is like oh god damn it like so i've never rad. man so he rad. is tall look at that hair i've never <laughs> immediately gotten uneasy about a haircut before seeing it on this dude like if i saw i would immediately cross the street like i would just that like okay no whole bag of nope he's just like slump shoulders i think like yeah, the, it's the way he tra- walks with his arms coming out that's what threw me off i'd be like all right he I'm looked like also he crossing j- the street when reggie he looks opened like up an the alien back- trying to appear human dude when when reggie opened up the back of the ice cream car- uh, truck while the tall man was walking through the town and then yeah, he just and he stops like- and comes in his pants and then just <laughs> casually walks away like nothing happened and they don't explain either i i specifically stopped the movie and i fucking looked up i was like what's up with the cold stuff with 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 tall man couldn't get an answer part two part okay all right part and part two you get an answer <laughs> sure right 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 there was air quotes, air quotes. for that answer air quotes for answers gentlemen. Well, oh you, you might kind of have an answer in this one, but they don't connect it for you until part two. Okay. Because he's like, they got to shrink. Well, well later, yeah. he's like, they got to shrink them for the gravity and the heat. Oh, and the heat. So they and like, yeah. So, so he wants he to be cool. he doesn't like the cold. Oh. Is the thing. That's why he's kind of like. Mm. Oh, I hate it. Okay. So his frown face. He had to is, stop and bask in it just to remind himself how much he hated it. I guess. <laughs> oh God! Oh no! Why am I touching? I think it was that was something they added in later. Personally, <laughs> I'm on to you, Coscarelli. Yeah, right. Because I mean, at the time he seems to be kind of like half enjoying it. He's like, oh God, don't stop, don't right. stop. You can't catch me cold. Yeah. You're never gonna get me. <laughs> oh, I'm so frigid. Uh. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I have to bring this up too. Um, so we talked about how Mikey's a badass. Uh, Mike in this movie, uh, her first introduction to him is ripping shit on a motorcycle through a graveyard. Um, so disrespectful, dude. I was like, it's God very damn. disrespectful. <laughs> and we get, and we also get our first look at uh, the uh, fucking undead Jawas that are now like creeping around most of the, the the grounds and the building and stuff like that i thought that was pretty effective uh just yeah. seeing them slink out like behind a corner or tombstone super really good. quick super yeah. just enough to get your attention like whoa that was actually something yeah yeah that's kind of that? like creepy you don't really see it just an idea that something's there totally I, I, and i, I do like the, the 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 like the the actual look of them and i there's a and Ricky, Ricky, you know, because like you've probably fucking read a thousand things on this. Um, yeah. They were filming this movie when before Star Wars before came, came out, and then fucking Star Wars came out, and then they realized that like half of their bad guys look exactly like Fuck. fucking Jawas, <laughs> and they, they had could... to prove to some lawyers like, look, we've had this concept <laughs> for oh years now. Like, well, we why did you make the movie? To rip you off, man. Yeah, and it goes like we've been filming on weekends for a year. 
Yes. <laughs> Oh That's my god! Rough. So yeah, they get talked about. They get asked about it all the time. He's like, it was just a stupid coincidence. But yeah, like right. fucking Star Wars dropped in the middle of making this movie, and then now we just refer to the 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 dwarven's uh, sl- uh, like. I see they kind of like it's this. All right, Ricky. After this whole thing said and done, I want to get into some undead Jawa talk because, like, there's there's some ideas that I've got that I want to run by you because what that the tall man makes Jawas and sends them to Tatooine to collect junk because that's my theory. <laughs> Impossible. It is. T- it's literally a science fiction. Totally plausible, and I'm down for it. I am down he to write that. Created the I'm Jawas a long time done. ago, and maybe. Just left them there. I don't know, dude. Sign me up. I am down to write the fan fiction. I will make the. I will make the Facebook page. Uh, we could do the. Fuck co- yeah. Oh yeah. Are you kidding me, Luke? We just got to pitch it to Lucas. Are you? If you're listening right now, Lucas Art Studios, please. We know you are. We know you are. Just, just jump in on us. We jump see you. We, we see you listening. Right. From the window, we're right there. Right there. Right, Lucas Ranch. Just oh, dude, please and okay. So oh, also really good gag before we kind of jump over to uh, some other stuff in the movie. Um, the coffin scene. So they kind of make a really good example. It takes like six pallbearers to kind of get Tommy's coffin to the gravesite, mm-hmm. and then when we have uh, Mike kind of hiding out with binoculars, we see him viewing the tall the tall man pick up the coffin by himself and fucking up this thing back into the hearse. Oh yeah, he just shoves just it in shoves there, that like... shit straight in. To which Mike mouths, what the fuck? I love that. <laughs> That's one of my favorite scenes, too. Mike's? I love it. Oh, my God. Dude, Mike's one-liners in this fucking movie are so believable because it's exactly yeah. what I would have said at 13 years old. You're like, right. was right. like, what the fuck? And, okay, so they pulled that off by actually replicating the coffin in balsa wood completely empty mm. and there was a rope attachment to the back end and of the you coffin. you can totally see it if you're looking for <laughs> it. <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you you can, can also see the crack in the top of the casket from when the first time he tried to pick it up they didn't have the rope so he dropped it. Oh my god. Oh, in the top left corner of the, uh, <laughs> of the fucking casket that I never noticed until after my last watch. Because oh I was dude, looking for amazing. it. I right. read about it. Dude, right. I love so, that. Yeah. It's like, uh, how about that? <laughs> Dude, it's so good. <laughs> and and like, it's effective because I've seen this movie, I don't know, 10 fucking times now, 11 times, whatever. Right. And I, I never noticed that shit until like this last one. Oh, totally. And it, you like, knew per- to look for it. Yeah. Proof yeah, of the right. pudding. Like you don't need a million dollar budget to make things look believable. I mean, like. To make a million dollar movie? movie. Dude, like this, hey. this is like. Hey. The, hey. Uh, this is such a good example of just the ingenuity of like just how oh my god I, just the idea just weekends and then filmmakers yeah, so amazing the way i like i like the way travis describes it um he says because he's not he doesn't even love it as much as i do but he's like just the creativity and the ingenuity and the love oh huge. that this movie mm-hmm. has in it is is just so Oh, shoot. it's it re- yeah. it resonates off the celluloid onto our faces when we're watching it because it's like everybody like do the characterization everybody's just so into making this movie and you can tell everyone is so into making this movie you get pumped right. by proxy like you're just like yes, yes right a bunch of people a bunch of people who never acted before yeah they're not good but <laughs> but i love it oh it's no, dude love. speaking of people who can't act uh Dude. <laughs> Which one are we going to talk about? Oh, dude. Okay. Oh, no. We, we're we talking about 
um, the Star Beauty Mark Mystics. Um, yes. Oh yeah. I do like, the, dude. Oof. I do like the fact that they do really pump fake a fucking bunch of stuff to make this feel like a supernatural movie. Particularly these two characters. Um, the 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 showing up of the okay. So the the whole Dune scene. The entire the Dune scene. The exactly. Dune scene it's like that fucking like the fear is the mind killer. Put your hand in the box. Right, right, right. Uh, I every time I see that segment, I laugh my fucking ass Fuck off. Fuck yeah! Um, it's so fucking out. It's just so out there. And I also like the fact that they gave them star moles. Like they're not even supposed to be. I don't think they're supposed to be tattoos. I think they're supposed to be birthmarks. Moles, and, right? Oh right. my god, dude! Like I, do, all right. Do you think they're aliens? Because if if this is super, I think I, I think the grandmother is okay. I would yeah, I would say I would I would ha- I highly say so. Yeah, <laughs> I think the grandmother is because she's all surreally giggling and whatnot when Mike leaves, and the granddaughter's like, "Let me go to this place and see if I can find something out." And then you see what happens to her, kind of, kind of, yeah. Um, A lot of the yeah, like I like that some of these scenes, it's particularly with most of the women characters in this film. Um, off off screen deaths. I also like at the end of the movie that the, all the girls that escape, they just go like, "Oh yeah, by the way, they're just high tailored to the highway real quick. Uh, we don't need right, to actually show right. them." Yeah, I let them go. It's cool. Yeah, <laughs> it was like they didn't have enough budget to hire them well, for the extra day, so they're just right. like, "Okay, we're just gonna write that in. That's that's totally fine." Well, they originally had like three hours worth of footage. Oh yeah, the movie. The original cut was super long and. He Coscarelli just felt like it wasn't getting the reaction that he wanted with the test audiences. Mm-hmm. So he cut a bunch of stuff and this was one of the first cuts he did, I believe, is what became the movie because it added even more to that surreal dreamlike feeling. And he they felt like this this might be the thing we need to do. Wonky as it is, this might be the answer. Totally, and you can—they were right. You can tell, like, because I mean, <laughs> that structure kind of like it starts getting real loose towards the end of the film, um, which plays towards the ending. But it's—I uh, right. you know, can see like there was so much content they probably just took out. You know what I mean? So like, like who was that lady at the house? That's like, oh my god, oh, yes, is that, that almost who gives is him that? a coronary. Who the fuck is yeah. that? <laughs> Like I think what? that's I think that's the housekeeper. Yes, yeah. I think that's Jody I, and Mike's housekeeper. I'm so and glad you brought that up. I've been wondering about that for the like forever since I Satan. saw her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Say you. I don't know if you guys have heard of Say You Love Satan podcast. Mm-mm. They're one of my favorite horror podcasts. They're hilarious. They might be my favorite actually. Them talking about this movie is amazing too. You if you if you like this movie and want to hear some funny people love and make fun of a movie <laughs> then you need That's to because they're like because is... they're like i don't want to blow them up but yeah they they're they're good but it makes so much <laughs> sense there are so many things in this movie that are absolutely 100 percent not explained and they just graze right over it where you're just like who is that okay just all right awesome and then you never see them again you never see right. them again like the mystics or the housekeeper like all of these just the, none of this makes any sense all that stuff got left on the cutting room floor, floor. bro. And then lost. I, yeah, part of this, like, part of the film's completely of lost, lost, too. Yeah. 
Oh, my God. This is all in caps, by the way, in this thing. Um, unlike <laughs> My Bloody Valentine, um, that we just get like a little bit of a cock tease of like a duo band kind of jam thing. Um, we get mm. an actual fucking jam session on a porch, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. And it's really fucking good because yeah, it was play. written <laughs> by Bill Thornbury and put into yeah. the movie. Like, he's like, I got this tasty ass lick, man. You guys want to fucking hear it? And they're like, fucking do it, bro. And they kept it in the movie. Ponytail guy can play too. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Fucking, yeah, dude. dude, Reggie is fucking great. Reggie Bannister, bro. He's, he's, he's one of my favorite. I love Reggie Bannister. Me too. I feel like I've seen people cosplayed as him and I didn't know it until now. Also, um, he's, he's definitely the fan favorite of the franchise, aside from the tall man. He's mm-hmm. he's basically the Ash Williams Bruce Campbell of the franchise. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. It's uh he also has I could be wrong on this, five albums, four albums of varying different uh like musically he does rock, country, bunch yeah, of other stuff. Folk. So, yeah. Yep. So I got I mean pff, I I know we talked about doing a Mel drop, but like I might I might have to do a Reggie mm. drop because a Reggie uh, drop. Because, well, hey, I can, we'll have to I can have him play at Shuttlefest. Yeah, right. Fuck yeah. Be down. Um, So as I previously explained, uh, Mike is a fucking stalker. Uh, In this particular (laughs) case of the scene, it plays to his advantage because uh, because he's stalking his brother um, at a bar, picking up a lady and walking around. At Dune's Cantina. At Dune's Cantina. (laughs) See, that's what John was saying. See? Full circle. Full circle with the John was. Uh... He's like, he's like, Coscarelli's like, in case y'all didn't get the black box of pain, fears the mind killer reference, let's just have a <laughs> just Dune's Canteen. Just Dune's Canteen, just drive it right into your fucking face the entire time. Watch Dune, read Dune, it's so good. Right. And I thought, I thought maybe he had got this from, I mean, I knew like he read the book, but I was, I was just surprised to find out that this came out before the, um, uh, uh, David, the David, David Lynch, Lynch, yeah, the David Lynch film. I, just, I was surprised by that, dude. Because the like, because how blatant the references are. I thought it was like an homage, and then when you read it, you're like, oh no, this was way before, like not way before, but it was like before Lynch's like film, and you're like, right. oh man, this dude's doing like book drops. Like this guy is, right. this guy's like, this dude's doing book drops exactly. <laughs> I was like, whoa, like, oh, you like some sci-fi? I'm gonna drop a bunch of sci-fi fiction. <laughs> Right now, you're going to pick up everything I'm picking up. But the stalking actually plays to Mike's advantage because uh, he simultaneously cock blocks and saves his brother's ass from getting cemetery stabbed all in the same aspect because uh, he is stalking his brother and then um, one of these... I guess I would like to not refer to them as zombie Jawas, but I just I feel like I need to. Please. Um... Everyone else does. So like, Mike Mike sees one in the middle of the woods and loses his shit. One of my favorite scenes of the entire film is him just screaming by his brother, like, "Ah!" I love the way his voice is breaking and stuff. It's one of my favorite movie screams ever. (laughs) Because he's like just a thirteen year old kid losing his shit, and then like fucking Wildy Coyote, um, fucking Jody's face fucking lurches up. And he's got yeah, panties in his fucking mouth. <laughs> and then I think his exact words were, he just tells her to stay, like, just the idea of him up with panties in his mouth and then telling her to stay is, like, the most insane idea. Wait, wait here 
it's my little brother. I think he's I think got he's some got kind of problem. <laughs> After he runs by screaming, and the it's like the most like deadpan, terrible acting delivery. He's like, "Wait here, that's my brother. I think he's got some kind of problem." <laughs> like, yeah, totally. But it's like this because he has a bunch of yeah. undergarments. Right, right. It's like the the cop outside the house at the end of Nightmare on Elm Street, who's like. Oh she bangs God, out the yes. window. He's like, hmm, I better go tell the captain. Like, that <laughs> level. <laughs> that level of shit, dude. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, we also get one of our first nightmare scenes, uh, which is the tall man leaning over Mike's bed. Uh, and then Best the nightmare scene in, in the world, in my opinion. Oh, it's so good. The lighting's so good it's on that. so good. It's so fucking and good. If, and, I, and I have a theory. I, I don't know this for sure. But I think the nightmare sequence where Psycho Gorman talks to what's his name? Oh, to- I think is a direct reference to this because he's like calling him boy, and he's in his bed in this hellscape, and there's zombies, and that's a really I good totally, point. Like I was like, I think I think they're Phantasm fans. But to be fair, I'm biased, and I see Phantasm everywhere. Would have been great if the tall man was like, "Now we wait till you wake up," <laughs> right? <laughs> This is just how this works. We're just going to hang out, all right? Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I can't believe this. Out of three hours of content, I am so fucking amazed that this made it in the movie. But the foot donk that fucking Mike gives Jody after he gets pinned under the car is like fucking Looney Tunes. Like, it's a literal Looney Tunes bit, and it's so funny because I wasn't prepared for it. And I was like, that's His not face. real. You know, and then just like, the face and the dunk. noise that Jody makes. Dunk. What made me laugh came immediately after that. I'm sure you're about to cover it. It's a line that would not be in a movie today. <laughs> but <laughs> Oh, oh yes, yes. I actually, you know what? Didn't even write it down. Really? Didn't even oh write it down. No, I, no, I was going to bring it up. I, but I was I like, oh my God. But yeah, yeah, it's it's quite it's quite an antiquated term. Yeah, use, oh my use god, the R I word. totally Fuck. I shot yeah. soda out of my nose when that <laughs> scene happened because I was like Looney Tunes, and then just a terrible, outdated, like just a terrible thing. I was like, oh Jesus Christ! So okay, what is it? He's like one of those things. It was in here. It like knocked the car down. And, what and then he blames it on the mentally disabled kid down the road. And then, but he doesn't use mentally disabled. He uses the R word. Yeah, he's like, it's that fundamentally challenged boy, that's <laughs> word, isn't it? That's that's what he says. Yeah. You're like, uh, no, and he's like, no. no. Maybe, maybe it was that R word that lives up the street, Timmy, or whatever he says. Yeah, you're like, what the I, fuck? And I'm like, wait, what? That, I, okay, I laughed way, and laughed and laughed. Like, I could have. It's just so jarring now. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. Well, no. Right. But it's so out. It's, well, it sounds like the way people talked all the time when i was a kid totally. so yeah it absolutely totally made me laugh oh t- no, dude absolutely <laughs> like, but it's like <laughs> but what's crazy is that this kid's never introduced he has one lot like he's referenced one time and he's not an actual character so it's just they could have completely omitted that but they're like we're gonna oh, yeah. write this we're gonna write this one character in like this be, this is yeah. this guy's gonna love this you guys are gonna just love to this. try to just to try to make jody fun <laughs> <laughs> work <laughs> totally dude um i, I want to mention i want to mention because there's a little bit and i don't know if it's on accident i think a lot of the charm from this movie is on accident mm-hmm. but obviously a lot of it's on a lot of it's on purpose mm-hmm. but i think something that's probably an accident was the way 
the way Mike describes things to his older brother, because he's like, it was low, low to the ground, and it was going to get me. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, that. that's just something a, a young, like a kid would say, it was going to get me, and he says it again right here. Mm. Oh, and yeah. I, I just, I like that. Yeah. I, I like that, you know, that's his mindset. That, that motherfucker, he... That thing wasn't going to rip my head off and, and eat my throat. It was going to get It me, was going to get me. You know? Well, dude, I think how Mike is written, how he's act. I mean, there's some things that, like, you could tell his age, that he's, like, his what? his acting capabilities. But he's such right. a good character. And he, I, it's such, he's one of the realest 13-year-olds I've seen oh, yeah. in a movie. Definitely. I wonder what. Or none. When him and Jody start fighting, and he's like, you Son of a bitch! Faster, faster. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like what? Yes. Perfect. I wonder what it order just... it was shot in because I feel like he became a better actor as the movie went on. So I almost wonder if they like I shot it sequentially this... or not. I think you're right. I think this actually was shot chronologically. There was a yeah. lot of scenes that were shot chronologically because they only had um, uh, location spots for I think like two or three days for a few of them. Um, like there was one where they actually used the actual mortuary and they had like an actual mortician in the background while the movie was going on. So they're just like, they, cause they're like, all right, we're gonna let you film here, but like, uh, you're not allowed to be alone in here. So we're gonna have one of our employees. And apparently he was still intaking bodies at the time. So he's sitting there eating like a fucking donut and he's like, oh, sorry. That's this, red. There's Incredible. like, there's some dude in the back. Hold on. And just like this guy just eating a fucking donut, just intaking bodies. Beautiful. Speaking of bodies. We got our next one, guys, and it's fucking amazing. Uh, Mike, the fucking gangster of small town America, uh, breaks into the fucking mortuary like it's nothing. Like, there is no lead up. He's not hesitant about it. This motherfucker just smashes out a goddamn window and is crawling in because this is... This is the a, next logical step, dude, bro. Next, he's, he, dude, he's on... He's a man of action. He's yeah. a man of action. <laughs> he is. He is. He's totally He's a boy of action. <laughs> yeah. Like, I haven't seen... I haven't seen a proactive protagonist like this since like yeah i mean it's like reviewing it uh nancy yeah from, uh in our Elm order Street. but like on our in our order of podcast but like this is to the nth degree these guys are locked and loaded they are terrified but they are, it's like the fight or flight and these guys are fighting fucking non-stop um right. so he breaks into the mortuary and um we get the caretaker who I not really introduced past that before yep. that. Um, <laughs> or again, right? Dude, this character. Yep. No, because he's, he's. Oh, yeah, I guess he can't. Like <laughs> um, but I, dude, his costume. Um, this. I, okay, I don't know if you guys ever watched Salute Your Shorts on Nickelodeon. Yeah, um, I only saw mine in an cable. Super. Okay. Um, the Caretaker. Is Zeke the plumber? The is s- it? Uh, no, no, no. As in, like, it's who he would have been before he died. Like, he's in the same shit. And I was having these really weird, oh. like, fucking salute your shorts flashbacks when I saw this dude again. And I was like, oh, my God, this is like an alive Zeke the plumber. Oh, no. He's nice. got, the like, the entire accoutrement. If it's the same actor, I'm going to eat my own shoe. But I don't <laughs> think it is. But, like... It- <laughs> but- Can we just pretend it is? Could we- I'll do it right now. I... <laughs> As for the Patreon, that's for our Patreon. Okay, that's yes. That's on the Watch, OnlyFans. Yeah, it's in my OnlyFans. Watch me eat an entire shoe. Yeah. Oh, um, put some put some cooking oil on it first. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. Make adds, it sensual. Adds the flavor. 
we get our first look at the fucking spheres and how they kill. Also, they don't really introduce the spheres. It's just like they're, they're, they're struggling and they're having a thing. And we hear the... And then just the... And it just kind of goes through. And we get our second kill of the movie. Um, yeah, pretty wild. That was not expected. I, I I knew about the spheres just from imagery, from posters, thing you know things you see yeah. from Phantasm. So I was like, oh, right. here here it is. What's it gonna do? This is not what I would have thought it would have done, dude. This sphere goes through the air. It project. It doesn't like shoot like shoot out, but it two protrudes. Protru- there we go. Perfect. <laughs> protrudes two. <laughs> knife antlers out of its Mm -hmm. fucking head basically and it lodges itself directly into the temple of the caretaker while a drill bit goes through his face like his forehead and then the sphere's butthole starts (laughs) shooting out blood Like it just had 15 chimichangas. That was the part that really got me was the the spewing blood out of the sphere butthole. I was not sphere butthole. Such a rat, such a rat effect. It is, but so so ridiculous because you're like, why? And then you think about it, and it's like, well, he's a mortician. Yeah, he's gonna just get all the blood out, brain and blood and shit out. Oh my god, it's like space age mortic like mortician stuff. It's like that's oh my god. You know what made me think? Which is still silly, but I love it. (laughs) No, it's ridiculous. That's space mortician I, to you. Space mortician right. to you, sir. Give me another um, space corpse, Gleep Glop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thi- oh my god, dude. These these spheres are so interesting because there's no like point base for them. Um, they They show up. There's one added scene where one gets shot later on down the road you with the okay so the spurting scene for this obviously this movie came later cabin in the woods with the merman i felt was Ah. almost an on par blowhole experience of blood projectile shooting out um if they weren't ripping off or giving an homage to phantasm in that one scene i don't know what is it's an aquatic version of that they're like okay we totally get sued if we got a sphere best monster in that in that movie as well in my opinion yes dude coolest monster in that movie oh my god yeah and i like oh you gotta be fucking kidding me uh we will be covering that because we went to the theaters to go see that i know i've said that a few times on this podcast but yeah i mean the like it's also one of the most iconic in my opinion um props from the 70s and 80s like even if you've never seen phantasm before and you see that sphere like that it just I don't know. Without a point reference to the movie, like you know what movie that's from. It Even is. if you like, yeah, if you've never, exactly. yeah, it's like you've never seen it before. You're like, oh, that's the Phantasm Sphere. Like you may have like, n- right. you know, like, not even yeah, seen the trailer. That's like, why. Perfect. That's exactly how I felt when I saw him. I was like, great, I can see what all the fuss is about. And then I was like, whoa, okay, <laughs> like man, not. I don't know what I was expecting. Not the blood splurting, spurting. You 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 get a little bit more lore on the spheres as the franchise goes too. Surprisingly, you learn a little bit more about all that. That was that was some different I kinds thought of spheres about later. and stuff. Oh, oh there's dude. different yeah. kinds. Yeah, dude. Oh, Can yeah. You some of them. Uh, which uh, leads to one of the best lines in a film by a thirteen-year-old. 
But before we get to that, let's not skim over the fact that Caretaker pisses himself. He does. Oh, I didn't yes. pick that up. Dude, he did. And they he almost, totally pees himself. They almost got an X rating because of that. They had to fight for their R rating so that this could go in theaters. What yes. a funny thing the to fight piss for. On the floor. <laughs> the piss on the floor was right? over. Like, we do blood. We like, can have. You don't, pi- you don't fight over piss? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yes, piss is the, that's the hill you're going to die on. <laughs> that's the one that's the one piss on the floor oh my god so it's worth fighting for so it's it's just i won't allow it (laughs) i won't allow it we get um ah shit uh is one of the shit it's just and then he sees the fucking tall man and you're just like as a 13 year old kid experiencing this i was like exactly what i would that's exactly what i would fucking say I like. I want to say that shot of the tall man coming behind him, and they're like parallel, but like they're like both off center, but they almost mirror each other in a way. Just, just that shot is just lovely. Oh, dude, it's so good. That entire chase scene out because, like, simultaneously, Mike closes the door onto tall man's fucking. We got finger slicing, which is a pretty decent fucking effect. I also like the fact that um, the director. Just like the gag, he's like, "Oh man, put the put his finger through a styrofoam cup," and he just thought that looked so cool. So he intentionally yeah. put this scene in the movie so he could just do a finger effect, which I was like, "Love it! That's right. so That's awesome. fucking good." Yeah, yeah. So we're like, so oh, also, and, and 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 Angus Scrim hauls his ass in this movie, bro. He does, dude. Like he and he hauls like, his ass, bro. He's like, <laughs> it's his walking in this movie is like a it's like a Sasquatch. But it's like an alien it Sasquatch. Really kind like of an al- it's like aliens, it, dude. It, it it's Bigfoot on a on a on a job interview. It, like you've literally got Bigfoot in a three piece suit. I always felt like it was like an alien trying to appear mm-hmm. human. Totally. Whether that was intentional or not. Hello, fellow oh, humans. Hello, fellow humans. <laughs> Hello, fellow humans. Shall we watch the Super Bowl? <laughs> I, I don't know what humans do. Either, Ex- so I can't. Help Excuse you. me. Okay. I'll be right back as someone you would like to fuck. <laughs> yeah yes sam yes yeah. and that's the entire point of the movie uh okay i can't blaze over this because um i'm assuming it's from the lost parts of the film um can we talk about how a fucking severed finger turns into a horsefly from hell because Yo. Yo, what the <laughs> so fuck? Rad. I don't know, but so but rad. once it was in the fucking jacket or whatever, and they were fighting around the house, and now so this, good, the best. I, oh my god, I could have Evil Dead, Dead Two vibes, level like body crazy. <laughs> yeah, Evil Dead Two vibes, man. Wow, <laughs> so good. I, I I have been looking for a replica of the demon fly for a long time and just no one's making them and it makes me sad you could be the oh, one well, really apparently there was an entire scene Listener, that got cut out where it's uh you see him again in the woods apparently jody was supposed to fight a bunch of creatures getting into the mortuary and the fly was supposed to return i think with other ones or something in like a giant insect oh, web shit. or something like that um whoa yeah which that'd have been red right i guess that all got edited out could they expand more on the uh, body parts of the tall man turning into creatures later in the franchise as well, too? Nice. Well, not and expand the, on it, but it happens a lot more. It happens. Yeah, so. well, they start talking about uh, they originally had a... Off. 
<laughs> yes, by a Bigfoot. In in my in my mashup fan fiction, it definitely <laughs> does. It turns into like <laughs> some sort of big worm, demon worm. Right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just got a visual of that, and I just lost all my talking points. It's, it's good. It's, that's it's really good. good. No, it's really, really good. Also, great lines like, warning shots are bullshit, uh, which I like yeah. teaching you a 13-year-old. Uh, a you're going to fucking shoot some, fucking kill it. A that I've heard a hundred times growing up. Yes. Absolutely. Like, don't fuck around. There's no warning shots. If you got to use this goddamn gun, you're going to fucking kill something. I was like, that's so fucking brutal and metal, but that's very accurate that's, i i thought about you as so it was said ross hear. i was like i this this i bet ross really likes this part <laughs> I, I do i love it i, I grew yeah. up hearing this all the fucking all the time, time though yeah man. exactly my dad Taking talking to me about gun safety and having parents and grandparents that didn't care if you were dicking around with guns <laughs> right. really. yeah having got yeah a gun owning parents be like don't no it's like don't fuck around with this shit like you're gonna do this like you're gonna murder someone to fucking you know if you're gonna murder someone, you better do it well. You better you do it well, goddammit. Warning shots are bullshit, kid. You know, and I didn't understand that. I was only five years old. It was just, you know, it's crazy. Uh, okay, I have to put this up. Jody and the Jawa in the basement was fucking crazy. Uh, the gun foo of when he points the fucking gun Yo. over at his own, at his own, at his own fucking yeah. head and pulls that was so, so good. I was not Crazy. prepared for that level of awesome in that scene. Or I was like, God, that's fucking, that was great was choreography. Like, oh, like, he's going to put the gun right next to his head and then he's going to shoot this Jawa and now he's not going to be able to hear or something. And then I was like, oh no, he's going to like put it as far away from his head as possible then turn the gun around to shoot the thing in its head. I was like, holy yeah. shit. Holy shit. Yeah, so like, yeah, Man, so Jody's breaking. Good, right? yeah. He's oh, fucking yeah. great, he is dude. good. That's so some Annie Oakley shit. Also, and then he like hits it with like fucking what is like four more slugs. So oh, I yeah. think like I'm pre- okay. So this would be the one that I would say hypothetically. I is love dead. the way that it just kind of comes out of the shadows too. Yes. Oh, when that lurks scene up, behind you don't before know it jumps there. down. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. fucking good. And then, guys, we get a Phantom Hearse road battle. We are yeah. fighting in the streets. We are fighting at the mortuaries. We are fighting. In homesteads, we are also fighting on the roads on this one. Yeah. With Thank her- you, Mr. Churchill. Oh, my God. We are fighting at our horses and our hearses. Um, <laughs> and our family. There's no one driving that mother. Oh, my God. That was so... Again, <laughs> just adding to the supernatural level of this thing where you think it's like, it's a phantom hearse. And this is just going after him. Dude, Phantom hearse. Fu- I call that band name. Continue. Duh. Yeah, that's a rad name. Duh. Damn it, you win. Stone um, metal, obviously. I, dude, Jody fucking just shooting a shotgun from the top end of the car, like just lacing this thing up, is just insane. Uh, the car crash was just nuts. And then the, so they thought the hearse was driving itself, and uh, actually was a uh, was a Jawa, a little dwarf. Um, but not any particular one, none other than Tommy, their friend who died in the first scene, who is now. Um, uh, I, it's not bite size. It's like, it's like a mini. Uh, it's he's condensed. Yeah, he's, he's tiny, a cute little dwarf Tommy. He's, he's like he's dwarf Tommy, but he's got the same mass. Like it's like Plays they the took same. a Pringles can and they made it. It's like if you've got a normal Pringle can and then you got the Save Us a Lot version of the Pringle can, but it had the same <laughs> amount of Pringles in it. 
just wedged in there <laughs> real tight. Like that's basically what Tommy Dwarf was. He's got the yeah, same weight. He's like they didn't cut him in like three pieces and remove the center and put them back together. They squished the whole yeah. thing together. You're not going to lose any full, weight that yeah. way. No, you're getting full Tommy. You're getting mm-hmm. full Tommy with every single dwarf purchase by the tall man. And now he has red, yellow spit vomit. Yeah, the yellow blood. goo was such a good choice because it's like, what fuck? Nothing bleeds yellow in the horror cinematic universe. You know what I mean? Like, there's eye goo. Right. There's like pus goo. This is... This is just this is just goo goo. You know what I mean? <laughs> I will. <laughs> Have you guys seen uh, the Mortuary Collection? No. Yes, the new it's one. It's a really rad anthology. Yes, it's got Clancy Brown as some sort of dead-ish mortician, and he bleeds yellow at the end. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, oh, they love phantasm. Yeah. These dudes, these dudes know what's up. That's actually a great one, Sam. That one I'll probably cover later on. Cool. Mortuary Collection was really, really fucking good. Very good anthology. And and anthologies, you know, there's normally like one of them that sucks. Sure, yeah. In there, like this one, this one is just solid all around, if not great. I will, I will say, uh, on the when we find out it's Tommy, um, having not seen this before. I was not expecting that. I, I didn't know what I was expecting right. these little guys to be, but I wasn't expecting them like squashed in half version corpses Same. that are, you know, as we go on to find out, aliens yeah. sl- or like slaves on an alien planet. I was <laughs> like, when all that right. comes out, it's whoa. Oh, one of the most interesting. One of the twists. most interesting things about the about the franchise in general is like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, I wasn't expecting most of what i saw the first time i saw this so it this movie like i I really connected with it for multiple reasons man Mm -hmm. oh dude totally i mean like i think from this point on too um you start the sci-fi starts like bleeding itself into this movie and in oh man when he realizes his friend then you're like okay something's like beyond supernaturally off like what like what the fuck's going on i do like I wish they would explain more, but you should tell you later on. Uh, when they throw Tommy's body into Reggie's ice cream truck, um, I love the fact he talk, he has a really good point about cross contamination. Like I like the fact that the first thing right. he says, he goes, um, "Is that yellow stuff gonna get all over my fucking ice cream? Because like this is my main source of income, and I can't." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, good on you, Reggie. I mean, like, I know. I, I started like, thinking about the mechanics of ice cream trucks when that happened. I was like, why would you you take your ice cream out, right? Otherwise, you got to keep it running all the right. time. Or what? This is an old ice cream truck. Right. How does it stay cold in there in the first place? There shouldn't be any ice cream in there. So, right. I, it, it threw me yeah. on an ice cream truck tangent in my brain. <laughs> Just it's fucking what's strange is in some of the footage that they've cut, Reggie also has an ice cream parlor. Ah, interesting. So it's like, what kind of fucking ice cream monopoly yeah this guy's a real ice cream and it's like some kind of gangster yeah. shit like what are you doing he's not no, a business man like, you he's need ice business, cream you come man. to the reg man eh? <laughs> oh no 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 <laughs> reggie in this movie is cheech and chong from nice dreams he's riding around mm. town he's got an acoustic guitar ponytail <laughs> he's just i mean there's there's probably just a bunch of weed in that, that ice cream <laughs> i mean here, that would be man. my he first probably is just weed. 
we do get okay so we do get a really cool uh dream sequence with jody which i thought was really cool too with like the breaking the mortuary hands and kind of like waking up in the mortuary with like the uh the uh, marble in the background i thought was fucking super dope the dream sequences of the movie are fucking great yes um i really want to bite my teeth into the reggie accident scene because i feel like this is like one of my favorite scenes of the entire movie um the girls driving up to the accident with mike in the back and then um oh dude the the overhead scene of him like looking into the ice cream truck shot beautifully um yeah oh yeah i love the way the truck's lit too as they approach it totally and then having and that was shot in a warehouse really isn't that crazy yeah that was shot in a warehouse a lot of the vehicle stuff like when it's not like when you can't because you can't see any surroundings no at all yeah and a lot of that was just shot in the warehouse like when the ice cream trucks driving away and you don't see a road or anything. Mm-hmm, yeah, and you see the tail lights. That's it. That's in the warehouse. Oh, see that. It's, that's cool. That's one of the things I really liked about the movie. Is I, I guess it is a lot of the road stuff where it's pretty much black except for wherever the light hits. I really oh totally really like that. Which pays so well into the scene where the um the dwarves or the yeah Jawas go and they kind of get into the bug. Uh, Mike also gets thrown out of out the, the back, back windshield of so many vehicles in this fucking movie. Yeah, bro. Um, if yeah, he, he isn't Michael Myers, he's going to be a stuntman because he's this Michael MacGyver, Michael Myers, MacGyver, man. because he gets thrown out of this VW. Actually, dude, but just I thought that girls. was pretty funny. I, so, I must say, I laughed at that when he gets thrown out the back and then they oh. take off. I was like. The, the what car takes the heck off, did I yeah. just see? And it's like, what's happening? Yeah. Like, what's going imagine on? being on the side of the road, and I brought this point up before on the show. It's like, imagine being on the side of the road, and there's these two chicks in this bug getting just slapped around by these fucking jowls. <laughs> like, what do you do in that situation? I, I don't know. Wave, I don't know what I would do. I would go home. I would just go home. I would be like, I would maybe call someone, but then I'd be like, uh yeah, I feel like I'm, gonna, I'm just wherever I was going. I'm going right back home. I don't need to go out tonight. Did you put nine one one on speaker and pull out your like video, <laughs> start filming? <laughs> I think that's what people would do nowadays. Right. What Dude, I would do. <laughs> I do like the. I really did like the, the screaming as the bug just slips into darkness. Because like, yeah, you don't really know what happened. I mean, honestly, you just hear it from dialogue. You have no idea what happens to these girls after this point. <laughs> right when Reggie says that he finds them, it's like he knew they were missing, which didn't make sense. But he was like, "Oh, I found the girls. Right. Like, no big deal." <laughs> yeah, no big whoop. Uh, so Mike gets home. Okay, right so- because Mike didn't even tell Mike told no. Jody. Right, Reggie was already missing. No. He just pops Reggie up. Reggie was already right. missing. It's <laughs> uh, a good point. So I never thought of that. <laughs> 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 um, Oh my god, guys! The hammer shotgun scene, brilliant! Um, I love that. I I figured the yeah. the screen the guy who made the movie must have like had that as a thought in his head forever and just had to get it in the movie somehow. Right. I lost it the first time I watched Phantasm because <laughs> how this scene is shot. Um, I legit thought that Mike accidentally killed himself. Because this the it, the scene cuts 
with him like lurching back, I thought the shotgun shell exploded and the 13 year old kid just died. I was wow. like, how the, f- what the fuck? Oh my God. How, like, what a weird <laughs> a turn. In another dimension he probably did. In the multiverse, he's fucking just splattered. The, well, there's at least one mic that blew his hands off and died. <laughs> and I literally was like, what the fuck? And I go, oh wait, no, I he's also got to say that screwdriver. That yes. screwdriver always cracks me up because I have so many of those just laying around. Like <laughs> that same one. Like I got one from my grandpa and like, like, dude, like. Oh, the look of the screwdriver the most... itself. Yeah, 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 it's like the same fucking one. It's just amazing. <laughs> dude, like this, Mike, shy of the kids from Monster Squad, I feel this is the most badass adolescent Uh just dude, yeah, shy of me thinking he fucking murdered himself. Uh, just the idea of oh, putting a shotgun a shell badass. on a hammer is that's so fucking good. I thought um, he, and so like brave. He he's a boy of action, but uh, he's a boy we, of action. Yeah, I I thought about like me at that age. I never would have done that shit when he go earlier in the movie when it goes and breaks into the cemetery into the mortuary and is like creeping around and stuff i was like if i thought there was some creepy guy who moved this big coffin and shit i am not going to his place to find out more about it like fuck that i'm staying as far away as possible humanly possible (laughs) but you know what uh once you once you go after the tall man tall man remembers because uh he's at his fucking house yeah and he literally the reveal so rest oh with the window fucking good Yes. That I just the, No, 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 no. no. He comes through the door first. Right? Yeah, he comes through the door. Yeah. And he's yeah, got yeah. his hand with his fingers folded like this. And he's like, I've been waiting for you. Oh, yeah. And he opens his hand up to show him that he still has he's all still, his fingers. Yep. Um so uh, And I just love it. Like it's 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 cheap and, and you know, whatever, but I'm like, that's that's rad. Dude, I love what's it. funny about that gag is um he wasn't supposed to have regenerative like capabilities except they made a prop arm for him to have on um except when they put it on him it extended his hand his arm an extra almost foot so he had this like boy i'm glad they didn't insanely (laughs) long arm that with all these severed digits and they saw how terrible it was and they're like okay so yeah you know what you can just grow the fingers back we're not we're not going to use this how about we have you do a thing where like you kind of hold your fingers down and then pull them up yeah (laughs) have you ever done the thing with your thumb where it looks like it's come off we're just gonna have you do that (laughs) your fingers just rewrite it real quick it'll be totally fine that's one thing that I do think they make very good use of in the franchise is that as it goes, the lore is written, I feel like. Mm. Oh, I feel totally. like they had enough of it written at first, and then as it goes, they just add more and more. Because you find out more about the situation with the tall man and why it doesn't matter if he's in a car that explodes and gets his fingers cut off or is totally. dick ripped off by Sasquatch. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> because... Of reasons that you i don't want to spoil sure yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah it's uh i think it's because we start getting from supernatural into science fiction um it does give this like very wide berth of um it doesn't need to be explained because most science fiction is the unexplainable so when you start like it, there is no tangible thing because it is extraterrestrial and i really like that like it's like he's bleeding fucking yellow and like he's chasing after right. this kid he's also going through like the dreamscape and like using which is funny because you think it's supernatural but then like oh this guy has like telekinesis like he's got he's he, he, right. like he's going into this kid's head um and then we get the uh 
I guess now this would be the, yeah, this would be the big explosion. This would be the big, big explosion because uh, Tall Man uh, uh, takes, uh, oh, th- this is the second car he jumps out of the back fucking seat because he, sh- right, yeah. He, put, he throws him in the hearse. And I've got to say the score at this point. So oh, good. we haven't even when talked about that. Oh, him up, good. The, the score whole movie is, is awesome. phenomenal. Amazing. Like, top, I mean, top this, notch. this is my favorite movie score. Oh. Like the fucking production. Dude, Fantastic. the drums. The drums. The keyboard. Dude, I, everything sounds so amazing. Fun. Yes. I 100% agree with you. I saw, I think Mondo or something did a release, a vinyl release. So it's probably yeah. hard to get, but I would. Oh, no. This one is on, on my. It's, it's been on my wish list for a while. Yeah. yeah. So, like, this is a, a insta buy for a soundtrack. If mm-hmm. you want something. For oh, absolutely. Apartment. Absolutely, dude. Um, and then we kind of get, uh, obviously, car explodes. Yeah, we, you know, like, Tall Man might be dead. Maybe. We're hoping. Kind of. Um, Rad explosion. God, that was a really good explosion. That was a fucking really good explosion. And we get the big fucking reveal. Uh, I guess finding out that your parents are interdimensional dwarf slaves must be kind of tough because uh, yeah. the fucking rolls and rows of barrels of bodies was mm. so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in that solid yeah. white room. Which yeah. Just so absolutely. like, and t- that's it. And then like you, the sterility the that you referred to earlier, you yeah. really get that vibe. And the there. white room is, yeah. is just, unsettling to look at like like you said yeah dude it's like no ghosts no demons fucking aliens making human corpse dwarf slaves descend to different planets is like holy shit and then you see the fucking planet and it's like something out of a goddamn sleep album like it's Mm -hmm. just just (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is isn't it you're just like what the (laughs) Fuck! Oh my god! Like oh, such man. a hard. Someone turn. should redo that that cut that that album cover with like fantastic. <laughs> That'd be cool. That's a really good fucking idea, dude. And uh, now we get the full explanation why all the bodies are fucked up is that they have to crush the bodies down due to the gravity and the heat of the planets that they're shipping these these bodies out to. Um, and uh, from a nice little wink, wink, nod, nod. Actually, I think probably Stephen King's it took. This this miniseries took it from this. Yeah, so we now know that the tall like before, but the tall man has been doing this for a while because we see the mortuary, but we will see him in a, like a buggy and carriage. So like he's been doing yeah. this like it, the implication is hundreds of years he's been taking the populace of this town and turning them into slaves for profit. It's interesting like, choice to make. Expanded upon more in part four. <laughs> it was an interesting <laughs> choice to make the photo. Like a film, kind of. Instead of just, he could have yeah, just yeah. as easily looked at the picture and been like, "Oh shit, that's him. He's been doing this forever." Totally. That's the tall man from hundreds right. of years but ago. They totally. And they did that weird like Stephen. But they King's... made him give the face the. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh! You found my photo. Yeah. His beautiful face. Right. <laughs> How dare you look at my picture Dude, at the antique store? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, also speaking of uh, the score. Um, the tuning fork scene, uh, as in Reggie takes both hands and puts them on each side of the gate. So cool. Such a rad shot. So cool. I love that it was a callback to using the tuning fork earlier. The tuning fork, another thing with Reggie, where my mind started going when he did that with the acoustic guitar, I was like, oh shit, I guess a tuning fork is for like tuning and they are different notes. I never thought about that before. It was, to me, it was always just a thing that made noise. I didn't think like, 
that's what you would need to use to make that. you know before modern technology to tune stuff right. <laughs> dude absolutely and the stopping of it the score on this particular scene works so well because you're feeling like it's a bomb that's about to explode right after he gets the shockwave and all of the craziness starts happening the score is just like just this ticking that's just mm, so good so good and what does reggie get for turning off an entire international uh, intergalactic gate of i don't know i don't know i don't know where i was going with that one to be totally honest with you. i had it and i lost it he gets an argento wind machine yes 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 oh my gosh <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you don't, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what an Argento wind machine is, take a normal wind machine, put it in another wind machine, and hide it behind a 747. The amount of wind that is created. It's a fan turducken. Oh, it, it's a fan turducken. That's a really good way of putting that. Um, you can find it on his OnlyFans. <laughs> right. And yeah, for all of his good work, uh, Reggie gets stabbed by the Lavender Lady. Uh, and uh, then we get everybody screaming in a wind tunnel for each other. And uh, okay, I will have to give the shot. The shot of the tall man hovering over Reggie was shot really fucking cool. I was just like, going to say. It looks ritualistic. Yes. And that's the yeah, part they, where we see the lady turn into the tall man for a second time, right? Exactly. Because the yes, first time I was like scene. kind of uncertain exactly what it was. And then the second time I was like, right. all right, I guess that's what it is. You just like can change form <laughs> and i've always been of the mind like maybe it's just and i'm not trying to take the fun out of it if you if you enjoy the idea of people coming in the tall man then that's fine i'm not gonna knock it but i always thought maybe it was i always thought maybe it was just like some sort of mind control like you think you're seeing this mm. you think you're fucking you think all of this but but you're not because he's just gonna stab you yeah Oh, totally. So, uh, it, it, and it's and it's never expanded upon. No. And so you never get those answers anyway. You don't know if he's just feeling frisky like or that. if it's just like some mind stuff. You know what I mean? Maybe it's half and half. Maybe sometimes he feels like a nut. Sometimes he doesn't. Yeah, there it is. Perfect. Perfect. If this were the nightclub, that would be the name of the episode right there. <laughs> yeah, so, sometimes he feels like sometimes he, wants he nut, feels like a nut. Sometimes, sometimes he, he don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh, like I was talking about before, the effect that they use in the house with the dematerializing thing is directly straight from uh, Star Trek. And um, oh, man, this is kind of when the movie starts kind of like unraveling a little bit. But oh yeah, we get. Um, I think it is kind of funny that they go back to the house. Where Mike was abducted by the tall man like an hour ago. Once. Like, he's already right. been abducted. And they're just like, all right, man, I know you just got to, like, fucking kidnap from this place. He's not going to do it twice in the same night. Don't even worry about it. You're going to be... That's crazy, right? You'll be just fine. Everything's <laughs> going to be just fucking great. Uh, which leads us to the fucking trippiest chase scene at the end of this movie. Um, guys, we get tombstones popping out of fucking nowhere we get mm. hands coming out of graves we have ladies in lavender and men in three-piece suits being thrown down mine shafts mm. um the that image of the lady in lavender when she's looking at him from like behind a little bit of shrubbery, <laughs> shrubbery? Um, she's got the knife just kind of resting on her cheek and she's smiling at him i love that image of her so much um, the shadow play and, is so good in that 
and I, I want someone to tattoo it on me. Maybe you're the guy. Oh. Done. Done. Oh, 1,000%. You want a lady in lavender? I will give you a lady in lavender. I want a lady in lavender. I want a tall man. I want Jawas with, with dimensional gait. Like, I want dope phantasm You want a full-on phantasm. So, you know. Done. We will he have wants the full phantasm. Dude, a sleeve. I want the full... You, I want the full phantasm as a sleeve. You're going to have... That? Yeah, we will give you the full phantasm phantgasm okay. it will happen phantgasm <laughs> <laughs> the fangasm the fangasm Dude, if there's not a porn parody of this then i am gonna be so mad oh my God. can you imagine there, has to, there be... has to be just a floating set of really hairy steel balls floating around all the, <laughs> the lady in labia yeah there's so many different things that you could possibly do with a porno series like this uh Gotta watch out for the tall man's balls. <laughs> you know, I don't know. That low hanging fruit I just reached for, but you know. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so uh, dude, but like I said, at the end of it, uh, we get uh, the tall man uh, in and down an entire giant mine shaft, and also the final rock that seals it looks something straight out of fucking Indiana Jones. And I'm not even mad about it at this point. Like I am so. How Jody moved him? Out of like Sid and Marty Croft, that rock. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Oh my god. How Jody moved all them foam rocks that fast? It's a lot of fucking foam <laughs> rocks, dude. Um we now get the main question that I had uh after this scene is um how the hell did how the hell did Reggie sur- survive? How is he alive? And then you realize that uh the whole fucking movie was a giant dream. Mm-hmm. Uh yep. Jody got, it is, cut to that shot of Mike sleeping and I was like this is a weird fucking cut. And then... Right, he opens his eyes and it just stays there for yeah. a second. Yeah. And, like, Reggie's alive. Jody actually is dead <laughs> and had died, in a, died in a car, car crash. crash man. And then, um, did they explain, uh, was he, did he die in the same car crash? Or did his parents pass away and then Jody died in a car crash after that? Um, I don't, they don't explain it in this movie, I don't okay. think. I think he might... I feel like he died after. I, I got the sense of he that. he says, first he get, get, got my parents, then he got Jody. Then he got you. That's so actually I a good point. I think he got Jody later. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, and so Reggie's like, that tall man of yours isn't real. He's just a dream, buddy. I'm going to take care of you. And, it's not creepy. Yeah, and then Reggie kind of steps up, dude, ponytail and all. He's like, yeah. hey, man, I got an ice cream cup full of weed. Like, I could take care of you. You're 13. <laughs> this will work out. <laughs> people don't have to like it okay? yeah, people we'll don't be have friends but yeah, it ain't gotta be weird stop to be trying weird. to make it weird come now come here, here get, in the, get in the ice cream truck and stop making it weird <laughs> oh yeah that's true he's an ice cream truck guy too yeah. I, which is oh. oh my god dude this is fucking but no like I, I, I love Reggie I yeah love yeah Reggie. he's Reggie's a, a really character. good I mean dude He's a good. He's a good guy. I'm talking about him like he's a real person. Well, Reggie Bannister's a real person. Totally is. Reggie the character is a good guy. He is a good guy, and he's I a continuously Reggie. good guy throughout the series, which I just that I fucking love. Yeah. Um. We also get uh, for as cool as the score was, and as amazing as the music was, um, you combine both of them in the last three minutes of the movie, and I'm talking yeah, you about. Do. What the fuck happened with the score and Reggie playing guitar at the exact same time? Oh yeah, it sounded, dude. It sounded like cats gargling razor blades. I was and like, and I, 
I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. I literally was like, how nope. did... Uh, why would they take this perfectly good music, like, great music, not perfectly good, I fucking love the score, and then have his guitar playing over it, and it's not even like, oh, he's playing the guitar theme, and it kind of fades into each other. It's like two totally... Right. Totally. Yeah. 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 It's like the soundtrack. The soundtrack bothered me, dude. The soundtrack's. It never bothered me, but I never noticed that they were playing at the same, same time. Yeah, oh, exact yeah. same time. It, it and was... like the scores. I never picked up on the music until he's off screen. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So like, yeah, I just never picked off up on it until Mike's already in his room, and we get the my favorite ending of any ever. Oh, huge, dude! You'll yeah. get it. You'll so, get it at uh, the twelfth viewing. You'll notice it. The, the, yeah, by the twelfth yeah, right. viewing, you realize that the scores Hopefully. the scores a little bit country, and Reggie's a little bit rock and roll. And when they start kind of going together, <laughs> it just doesn't quite work. Oil and uh, water. <laughs> like Reggie was talking about, that we got um, one of the most interesting endings. Um, we get tall man peekaboo, um, uh, in the mirror, in the fucking mirror. And then the mirror smashes and this kid gets sucked into the fucking nether realm. Uh, and yep. that is how the fucking movie ends. That is, there is no explanation. You don't know if the tall man is a representation of, uh, the, uh, mortality death. of man and death incarnate. Uh, he may have just mind fucked. Uh, a random 13-year-old kid <laughs> as an alien and just abducted him anyways. He could have pulled a Freddy Krueger the entire time and been like, here you go. Actually, BT dubs, I am real. Let me show you what I got going on. Exactly. So here's... Yeah. I I liked and did not like the ending. Um, it When you see the tall man there in the room in the mirror, I was like, ooh, that got me. That gave me like... Yeah. Maybe even gave me goosebumps. I thought that was truly mm-hmm. chilling. But and then the when it, the mirror breaks and the hands come through and pull them through, I thought that was very silly and laughed at that. And if they had, if it had cut before that happened with just the tall man there and him saying, what does he say? Boy. Boy. Yeah. And then it had just cut from there. It it would have worked better for me than the mirror smashing, pulling through thing. Jeez. You see, I, I, I like it because it's like, it just feels it almost feels supernatural right yes. because because behind this mirror there should be a door right because mm-hmm. it's on the back of the closet right. door so there should be wood behind that mirror it but instead void. it's a dark void that he gets pulled into and it's like what was that uh, too bad it's the score <laughs> red credits <laughs> and, and it's just it's for me it's just a great i love fuck you endings i really do and this one just mwah, chef's kiss. Totally. I, I love it. It's my favorite ending ever. And it's it's mimicked a lot throughout the franchise. So. Is it? <laughs> they, yeah, they pick up on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like every Texas Chainsaw movie has to end the same way. Just, yeah. Kind of, sort of. It's, it's, it's one of the staples. The, the, the movie kind of just ends similarly. Yeah. It, it's got its staples, it's, the fr- whole franchise. Yeah. Uh, Phantom's got the grab. Uh, Texas Chainsaws got the dancing in the streets, just the fucking the just the Willy Whirly dancing chainsaws. Yeah. It Phantasm franchise also has the cars blowing up yes. all the time, the houses blowing up all the time. Yeah, it's got some staples. If you want, if you want, the Cuda blows up like four times and comes back. <laughs> Forget about Reggie coming back every movie. The Cuda comes back. It's, like, like it, it's it's all a, it's all a dream. It, it don't matter. Dream it's logic. All it don't matter. And that's one of my. 
It don't All matter. Right. And that's one of my favorite things about it. It's just so, so surreal and so stream of conscious and the dream logic. And I'm, I, I think this is. Per- I could gush over this. Well, hey, this is a perfect time. Um, I think to give our ratings, and I think Ricky. I mean, we already pretty much know how you feel. Um, but you can use your your dick system, right, or the uh, or cut off fingers. For I'm the gonna grave. mix it up. I'm gonna mix it up. All right. How- this is my favorite movie, and since I don't have eleven fingers to lop off and throw in the grave, Oof. I'm gonna lop off all ten. Including my dick. Wow! Throwing all of that in the grave wow. for this movie. I think that's our first dick wow. in the grave. That's the first, that's our, dude. <laughs> that's yeah, man. That might I've, be your first dick in the grave. That is, I think that's the first dick in the grave, and I've never witnessed someone eunuch themselves over a film before, and I'm fucking privileged. And that is, thank you. Man, that's, we, that's we, outstanding. We've had dick ripping the past three episodes. It's it's dick ripping no, no, March. No, no, no. Or it April. is dick ripping March. Dick ripping I mean, this is the first time it? it's gone into like <laughs> the rating system, which I'm I'm you know I'm I'm mm-hmm. for it honestly. I mean, like, would a certified shuttle just be ripping your own dick? <laughs> Maybe. I think if you rip yeah. your dick off, you are a certified shuttle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, a certified shuttle would just be ripping your own genitals off sure. furiously. <laughs> um. Cool. Yeah. So full yeah. on with your dick and so that's me. Great. Yeah. Full on, ten fingers and a dick. <laughs> Ross, you wanna you wanna go? You want me to go? What do you wanna do? You know, oh man, this is yeah, this is weird. Uh, Bryant usually kind of cat kind of uh, sh- sh- shepherds us into the. You know what, Sam? Go for it. Okay. Yeah, I want I want to know what you thought. Sure. Uh so five fingers was the first one. Quotable. I don't know if I can give it any fingers for quotable. You know, my favorite line, Boy. my favorite line, I can't say. <laughs> so, oh. uh, that's that should be your review. Fantastic. My favorite line, point. I can't that's say. That's a fair point. The, um, what else is there? Recommendable? Yeah, but I would say just a half finger for recommendability. Uh, I get it. It's definitely, it's definitely an out there film that is one of those obviously not for everybody mm-hmm. right you know what i mean and and I, I and i'm not trying to cut you off man i'm sorry i'm i'm horrible i agree but moving on my next finger <laughs> um, re- rewatchable half finger there i'll definitely rewatch it it's not like i'm dying to get back to it right away but i have uh, this should be in a semi regular rotation for watching horror movies or especially if i'm with somebody who hasn't seen it, i'll be like oh we should watch it mm-hmm. that type of deal cool um what else do we got uh t-shirtable half a finger there there's some cool imagery um i i think that's where the half a finger comes from uh it's not because i love it so much i want to shout it to the world via t-shirt but just because there's some cool cool looking stuff and does it uh does it shuttle um another half a finger for chuddling. So that would only give it what like a 2 a 2.5? No, a 2 because a two. there's nothing for uh quoting. But oh. we're going to we're going to toss in a bonus finger oh. for the music. The music okay. is so uh, yeah. goddamn good that I yeah. I I have to give credit 
where it's due and how it makes me feel about the movie. And it's going to get a whole finger for that. We touched on it. I fucking loved the music of this. Like, I, I will listen to that, it, bro. you know what I mean, on my own. Hopefully That's, it's on Spotify. It makes it so atmospheric. So, oh, with totally. that bonus uh, finger for music, that kicks it up to a three. Three out of five. Pretty solid. Better than average. I liked it. But, uh, you know... Not uh, gonna be banging down doors to tell people you like her, but you don't yeah. love her, and and I get it, man. Mm-hmm. But listen, I'm just proud that I was here to pop your shuttle phantasm. Oh yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm just yeah, I shuttle feel privileged. I feel grateful, dude. Your shuttle tassel, <laughs> dude. He was he was your lady in lavender. Oh yeah, <laughs> he popped your phantasm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ross, where are your fingers at? Uh, above my well. desk talking about that lady in lavender um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go um, man I this was one of the harder ones for me to rate um, I am going to give this dude a solid four out of five fingers in the grave I really like really 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 like this movie I really, really like this movie. I think this movie is so different than everything that had come out around its time era. It's so original. It's such a good science fiction movie. Oh, yeah. It's a good horror movie, but it's a really good science fiction movie. And I think if you go into it as like a science... It's it's a good both. It's good both. Yeah, it plays to both, man. And I think the only reason why it doesn't get a solid five for me is honestly the ending. It's last like five minutes. the, the, The dream within a dream... I like the idea of it, but I think, I don't know if this was just because of the editing, because it was three hours dwindled down to like an hour and 20, Um, but it was, yeah, there's something about the ending, and it's not even, I love the fucking into the void mirror scene, that fucking thing is awesome, it's just the idea of Reggie being back and being like, oh, BT dubs, everything was a complete lie, I felt it was like the general (laughs) hospital version of just like the fucking, like, it was just all a dream of snow globe, and I'm just like, oh, come on! Normally I'd agree with you, but I understand that, because this movie's kind of so quirky in its logic and the the storytelling, like, just so much implied stuff, that that didn't bother me in this case, which mm-hmm. right, it would bother the shit out of me if it wasn't phantasm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. You know, Dude, but absolutely. the way the this the surrealness of it and the atmosphere and the, like you said, just the lack of detail that you're given in the in the lore. But I totally get where you're lore, coming yeah. from with that, Ross. Like that that nine times out of ten, I'm right there with you. <laughs> oh, totally. Absolutely. And this is weird too because there's a lot of other aspects of this that I'm totally cool with and I can jive with most of the things in the movie. It's literally just that last part where I was like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, all right. Well, that's totally cool. But that being said, Chuttleman, mm. the... I would recommend that like it's it is a four out of five, but this is a must watch. If you have never seen Phantasm, give it a go. Give mm-hmm. it a go. Give it a watch because you will be fucking happy that you let the tall man into your house. Cool. That's 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 something I'd like to expand upon. I think the tall man is an underrated horror villain. Huge. I really do. He doesn't have to say much. And he's terrifying, terrifying. Yeah. Just, and he's striking just to look at. And he doesn't even have, I to think have a burnt up face. The way he moves, because it is kind of like odd. It's not like funny. It's just kind of like what the what's the what deal the with fuck? this guy? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then yeah, it goes from know, what the good. fuck to oh no, or I'm sorry, 
um, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I think that's a great place um, to finish Ross's segment. I'm sorry, you know, I'm not Brian. I'm not used to this, but I think uh, You're doing we can it great. go ahead and... Flying by the seat of our pants like Don Coscarelli. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so three days can, uh, a three days a week and <laughs> Love you, Don. <laughs> Love you, Don. Yeah, dude, Let's go uh, ahead and take a break and then we'll come back with my real gnarly segment before finishing off with uh our would you rather fun time question games. And we're back. Thank you to those sponsors for those kind words of encouragement. encouragement. It was really nice uh, what you said about us. Um, coming... Thanks, sponsors. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, sponsors. Uh, so <laughs> now we have my segment. Should be a little short, shorty. Wait, should, and should coming up, you? we have... What, you want to do it for me? No, should I introduce... I mean, you introduce me. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, you can introduce me. Okay, all right. I mean, Brian introduces himself Self, when he does creepy files, but he has a little thing he says about closing his butthole and open up his mind, <laughs> or is it vi- vice versa? Vice, vice oh, versa. it is. Close uh, your yeah. mind, open your butthole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, That's more like what I do. Oh, there it is. <laughs> so, uh, did you want to do it though, Ross? Uh, sh- Ross? Yeah, I can wing it. Hey, Sam. Hey, Ross. I heard you're into some pretty gnarly stuff. Who, me? Oh, yeah, I like to get gnarly. Really? I heard that you have a really gnarly story for us today. Oh, I sure do. I have a real gnarly for you. I call this one Coffin Robin, or The Tramp and the Tomb. Dude, that was like a whole Are You Afraid of the Dark setup. Like, I I wish you would have, like, sprinkled that magic dust on the fire and just... Mm-hmm. Come up, that was really good. Well, hopefully Brian will put in that like hot, hot, Your intro, I love so much. It's like if Wing Dings had a band. <laughs> <laughs> if Wing Dings was like, if you put, wrote something in Wing Dings and gave it to a band, and they knew how to read music, they'd yeah. be like, okay, let's see here, punk person. <laughs> In 1978, two immigrants, Roman Wardas and Gancho Genev, were living in Switzerland and looking to make fast money. Wardas was Polish and Genev was Bulgarian. Both were political refugees Mm -hmm. struggling financially in their new home. Uh, So we got, you know, two immigrants in Switzerland. Mm Mm-hmm. Trying to get by. Trying to make ends meet. I don't trust him. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Both, you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Both were mechanics by trade but could not find steady work. Roman Wardos had read an article about a famous Italian whose body was stolen from the cemetery and held for ransom. A few months later, when one of the most famous men in the world died nearby, Wardos mined returned to that article wheels started turning in his head and he came up with a foolproof plan to steal the man's body and hold it for ransom just as he had read but he would not be able to execute it alone he would need a partner digging up a grave and stealing a coffin is hard work enter gancho Ganev. after a night of heavy drinking wardus convinced Ganev to join him in a plot to steal the corpse 
The brilliant plan was to dig up the grave, remove the coffin, dig a few feet deeper, lower the coffin back down, and rebury it to where the coffin would have originally sat. This way, when it was discovered, it would only appear to be missing. Oh. I guess you'd have to be pretty fucking lit to kind of come up with a plan like that, too. Be like, listen, I know you're not usually in grave digging, but... (laughs) (laughs) But... Have a few cocktails with me. I got this really weird plan. You know how we're going to dig? We're going to dig deeper, actually. We're going to go yeah, further not, into We the don't earth. even have to take it. Yeah, it's the, can just, it's, it's the reverse. The all in and out. It's the reverse of, yeah. Yeah, we're doing antibody, like, to grave robbing. We're actually just digging them deeper in the ground. Mm-hmm. Six feet's not enough. This is Switzerland, after all. Yeah. Ten. <laughs> Everyone knows that. <laughs> and so, the night of March 1st, 1978... So hey, they could have been filming um, Phantasm while while this right. was uh, these happening. events actually were that this is why Phantasm was made. This is the proxy. This is, yeah, mm-hmm. this is where it started. It is so the impetus. <laughs> <laughs> Mar- March first, nineteen seventy eight. Roman Wardus and Gancho Genev snuck into the Corsier Cemetery searching for the grave of Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin? Yes. Wow. Oh, shit. That's rad. Okay. Chaplin had died just a few months earlier, and his death made news around the world. Uh, he, also, he had been living in Switzerland for a while. He actually couldn't come back into the States because he was a, considered a communist sympathizer. And oh. He had been living in there with his wife, Una, for a long time. They had eight kids there. Damn. Um, his wife, incidentally, uh, she was American, and the daughter of Eugene O'Neill, the famous playwright. Oh. Back to the story. Chaplin had died just a few months earlier, and his death made news around the world. But as the world was mourning, Wardus was scheming, and now, on a rainy night, Wardus was digging his way to pay dirt. Unfortunately, due to the rain, the earth turned to muck and slush, and after the coffin was hoisted from the grave, the men decided to move Chaplin's body to a new temporary gravesite. Wardus would later say, I did not feel particularly squeamish about interfering with a coffin. I was going to hide it deeper in the same hole originally, but it was raining, and the earth got too heavy. So it was just like... Wouldn't wouldn't you think in the back of your fucking head that, like, if you were going to try to steal chaplin's body that it, even in death it would just be a giant bit like you'd get the coffin up and the whole bottom would drop out and you try putting the body back in and it reverses <laughs> itself so like even charlie chaplin from the grave would make his stealing his d- d- corpse an entirely long bit all mm-hmm. slapstick all slapstick someone gets hit by a rake exactly yeah <laughs> it would be that uh thing from i think you should leave of just people falling out of coffins yes. <laughs> like Naked the bloopers <laughs> yes yes that's all i'm thinking with charlie chaplin mm-hmm. i have not come to switzerland to steal the dead body of a man dressed like hitler <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so, Wardus and Genev loaded the 300-pound oak coffin into the back of Genev's car and drove it to a cornfield and reburied him in a shallow grave just one mile from Chaplin's mansion. Oh, wow. Yes. It's uh, not a good look. No, no. not great. 
that what are you gonna do i mean it was probably not the best idea to begin with <laughs> so for, for, for it looked the, good on paper <laughs> for the next 11 weeks wardis would call chaplain's widow una demanding a ransom that would equal about six hundred thousand dollars today Una refused to pay the ransom, and she really wasn't too disturbed by the whole ordeal, telling the police that Charlie would have thought it rather ridiculous. Um, Like the thought of himself being dug up or a ransom being paid for a corpse, like the whole thing. Seriously. Seriously, though. Like, like if if I'm dead and someone steals my body, like, Jesus, like, dude, I don't care. Yeah, there's a history of this. (laughs) Uh, People... Have tried stealing Elvis's uh, body. Uh, f- what's his name? First name Alfonso Ferrari. They've mm-hmm. tried stealing uh, wow. Ferrari's body. Uh, is it F. W. Murnau, the guy who directed Nosferatu? His skull yeah. was stolen. Like only, like mm-hmm. I think twenty fifteen maybe. Um, Wild. So people, I mean, that's a red, that's a red conversation piece. At least this is the skull of <laughs> yeah. the guy, the guy that made Nosferatu. Yeah. So, um, I can't remember his name, but this is the, this is his skull, dude. I'm telling you. So how was your how was your trip to Europe? I um I can't help but, I can't help but notice the. The human skull on your on, on your office office chair there. What's um what's up with that? Oh, you know I'm a big well, you know I'm a big Shakespeare fan. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, human remains, no big no deal. No big deal. No big whoop. Always get them in Europe. Mm-hmm. That's the best place for them. They're everywhere. They're <laughs> falling out of the walls in France. Uh, True. So. True. Where were we? She so she refused to pay the ransom told the police he would have thought it was ridiculous but she did however play the role of the concerned widow and worked with the police to help catch these guys mm-hmm. so what would go on to call her a total of 27 times oh my God. i only imagine he just like keep getting more frustrated like do you think he's trying st- to make this happen do you think he started lowballing himself so Does you he- know what but 550 500 five right Ham what sandwich. if we you could do installments. <laughs> <laughs> give me, bu- give me bus fare and a McRib, and that's all. Like, that's all I do. He starts, he starts going opposite. Like he's like, I'll come rake your leaves. <laughs> I got some butterscotch candy yeah, laying please. around. I'll bring got, it. I'll babysit your kids. I can't deal with this corpse anymore. <laughs> Just take him. That's how. <laughs> that'd be interesting if. Uh, this is like what inspired Weekend at Bernie's. I literally was just, Hell I was yeah. just thinking that he goes to Hollywood and tries penning a movie <laughs> with he goes, Yeah, Charlie's just going to play real silent, but I'm his, I'm his partner. So. Yeah, yeah, they're they're pitching they're this pitching movie a movie, but with Charlie a corpse. Chaplin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two directors were there when he was pitching this. One of them was Don Coscarelli. Don Coscarelli. Yeah. The other guy was the Weekend at Bernie's guy. Yeah. <laughs> You don't know his name. I don't know his name. Podcast. Uh. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So the police started tracing the calls and eventually had assigned officers to stake out two hundred phone booths in the area. Oh my god! Because I this made international news. You know what I mean? It it was uh, at at one point in his heyday charlie chapman was like one of the fam- most famous people in the world yeah wasn't he one of the most highest paid actors at the time too i, think so, I yeah. didn't read that but i would believe it 
So before Wardus could place a 28th call, he and Karnev were arrested. They were found loitering near a phone booth that uh, the last phone call was traced to. So they placed his call. They're like, come on, please. I want the money. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're, I don't know. There's some hold up at the bank, but we're getting you the money. And they're like, all right, cool. And they hang up and they're like, we'll just hang out here in case they call back. And right. the cops show up. Ridiculous. We want the money, Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were arrested and both pretty much immediately expressed remorse for what they had done. They brought the police to the cornfield where the coffin was hidden. They were like, there he is. We're so sorry about all this. Could you imagine, could you imagine if like they didn't dig it deep enough and they just a bunch of dogs just took it? <laughs> just go oh my it. god, they get back and it's just, just an screwed about the cornfield. <laughs> Jeez. There's just be... there's just a wild jackal with just the mustache hanging from its upper lip. Just a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> well, that well that coyote, <laughs> coyote. resembles. It kind of resembles uh, Charlie yeah, Chaplin, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> he's got the he's got the hat. He's, he's got, got the pants hat. that are up to his nipples. He's, he's just, got the suspenders. He's just wearing his clothes. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> hey, so. That is a fashionable coyote. That's a fashionable coyote. It's like has that little waddle. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, we're... I keep saying so. That's cool, though. That'll be my new thing. So... so Garne- Garnev, the guy who got enlisted into this, would only receive 18 months since essentially it was just, like, muscle to get the job done. He wasn't, like, planning it. Wardus received four and a half years of hard labor telling the court if it were not for the Italian news article he read, he never would have thought of such a crime. <laughs> Chaplin's body would be reinterred in its original resting place, this time with a large concrete slab over it. And that wow. is the story of Coffin Robin, or the tramp in the tomb. <laughs> the tramp in the tomb. The tomb. I love oh, it. Okay, that makes more sense now. Okay. There it is, you get it? I love it. So, yeah, that's just a fun that's little wild, thing. Dude. I knew I love it. our movie related to uh, body snatching, corpse stealing, and I had read this article before. I was like, oh, this will be a fun one to tag on at the end there. Hell and now yeah, we man. all learned a little something. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. It was a blast. And now, this. And we are back. Thanks again to those kind sponsors for really blowing smoke up our b-holes with those beautiful, beautiful words of encouragement. Uh, now we shall go to our final segment of the evening where we do our would you rather question game, whatever it is. Um, I know Ricky has a few for us. Hopefully Ross has one. And I'm going to take uh, Brian's role of looking at Reddit. So... <laughs> Let's go to Rickles. Uh, Kick us off. So I wanted to know if you guys would rather be caught in a fret in a nightmare of Freddy's construction, mm. or a nightmare of the Tall Man's construction. Ah, probably. Well, being that I've only seen this first one. Uh, Phantasm. And just I- to simplify it, let's make it based on only the first movies. Ooh. Okay, then Ooh. I'm definitely going Freddy. 
because okay. oh really yeah because all you got to do is turn your back on him and not believe in him and <laughs> you're okay i mean that that only worked right? that only worked one you out ain't of shit fred <laughs> just start calling him fred you ain't shit fred ain't shit, nobody fred. else did it yeah yeah <laughs> well but i i under i at least understand the rules of his True. more than phantasm <laughs> i feel like right. phantasm like I'm completely helpless. Like Freddy's could be crazier, you know what I mean? I get <laughs> who knows what Freddy's gonna turn into and try and do to me. But right. uh at least I have like some idea of how to defeat him. Sure. That's no, why I do, go Freddy. No, I would do um I would yeah, I would do Tall Man. Only reason I think Tall Man, because Tall Man can like appear in your dreams, but I'm not hundred percent sure like that he can kill you in your dreams like freddy can definitely kill you in your dreams good point i think tall man just fucks with you <laughs> like and then you wait it's hard to say and it, it's kind of hard to say but like i feel What's like real? Kinda, there's really no clear-cut answer yeah. To that one. but yeah, yeah i'm leaning more towards that because freddy definitely kills you in your dreams and sometimes the real world whereas it seems like the tall man just scares you in your dreams <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> just like Boo. Boo. Boy. <laughs> boy. Yeah. That's, I would... Mm. You play a good game, boy. <laughs> I, I would choose the tall man as well. Um, just because I feel... It feels less threatening than Freddy, because Freddy's like, I'll just rip my way out of your stomach. I don't care. Yeah, well, he... um, plus, if the tall man gets me, I'll probably be a dwarf java zombie oh. and that's rad like also I, don't care. I think i'd rather be a corpse than a dwarf java zombie <laughs> so i don't know is... i'm all i'm on that houtini life yeah i wonder you know i mean houtini i wonder what the job java union's like you know like java union. you know what i mean like you're, it doesn't look that, great it doesn't, i bet you i don't think going it's going on strike that, doesn't that work out man's well. a slave driving son of a bitch <laughs> yes that's it I think yeah, I the dental plan is probably going to be fucking terrible. Uh, I mean, I imagine the health plan, health plan dental pff. plan, none of that's great. God I imagine he they, sticks them in barrels, the, bro. <laughs> the Jawa owners treat the uh, the Jawa zombies as like the coal mining companies did to yeah. coal workers in like 1870. Totally <laughs> right. No, dude, absolutely. Like you get paid in script for our store. <laughs> And if you try and unionize, we'll shoot you with a railgun. <laughs> shoot you with a... <laughs> So, all right. So you, all right, Freddy. We'll ship you to Venus instead. <laughs> you don't want to go there. That's, that place Gosh. sucks. You like being half size? Wait till you're quarter size, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we got two tall men to one Freddy. Yeah, I think so. Did, did you have any more, Ricky, that you want to throw at us before we go on to? I I had I had another one Dude, that I came up with. Honestly, based hit me on another episode. Oh, because I because yeah. I totally I totally brain farted on mine, so you could totally take my slot. You cut out. You brain farted what? Oh, I to, I was like I I honestly I've been searching. I don't have one. So hit hit us rapid fire, man, because I uh, I've I've drawn a blank. You've been cutting out a lot. I'm assuming you don't have a question. Yeah. <laughs> Third time's a charm. Let's go. Let's do it. No, fuck it. Ricky, yeah. what's the question? <laughs> okay, so would you rather, if you had to fight the Sasquatch from Night of the Demon, Ooh. would you rather Fred Krueger help you 
or the tall man? Oh. Who would you enlist for help? Oh, I mean, okay. Yeah, tall, uh, tall, tall man. man. Tall because, man. again, if his body parts get ripped off by Bigfoot, they'll just turn into weapons. <laughs> That's the answer <laughs> I was looking for. for. Yeah. Well, also, also, like, okay, the Freddy Krueger plan, I have to lull Bigfoot to sleep. To sleep. For my dude <laughs> to, like, murder Go to sleep. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I mean, you could get the professor to hypnotize him from Night of the oh, Demon. Yeah, just yeah, just. Put the, I'm going to hypnotize. Get Crazy him. Wanda out here. Oh his his side piece. Oh. Crazy Wanda. Hey. Just just watching the so, tall ass. Society tall did that to Wanda. <laughs> poor poor Wanda, Wanda didn't ask to be that way. No. <sighs> poor poor Wanda. Her fucking dad. Dude, in the remake that I'm gonna make one day. Mm. Um. <laughs> I want, oh, I'm drawing a blank for his name. The guy from There Will Be Blood. What's his name? Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis is going to play Crazy Wanda's dad oh in my, my remake. God. <laughs> I'd see that. I'd see that. I would definitely see that. Did you imagine? Anyway. <laughs> I hope so. Wait, I missed it. He's going to play who? Oh, w- Crazy Wanda's dad. Yeah. Oh, ah, uh, that would be. Can he play two characters and also play Bigfoot? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we can have Nicolas Cage as that that guy that they go visit in the woods. Oh my God! Yeah. yeah. What? Did, oh man, I still want to know what he stole out of his ashtray. I think they're joints. They they just looked like cigarette old gross C- moldy cigarettes. cigarettes to me, yeah. man. And it's weird because he's like, no, I don't smoke. And they, they, they just make a choice to show you. That. I'm like, what are you? What are you doing? That movie's bonkers. I love it's fucking <laughs> 11 bonkers. out of 10. <laughs> 11 out of 10. It's all one right. of my favorites. All right. I got a Reddit question uh, to finish us all off. Ooh. The $100 trillion or 10 wishes with four conditions. So my question for today, what would you rather have? I'm just reading this Reddit post by Ilpop7982. That's Ooh. right, Reddit user. Uh, anyway, so, <laughs> A, uh, $100 million in cash, tax, one, sorry, $100 trillion in cash, tax-free, or B, 10 wishes with three conditions. Those three conditions being mm-hmm. no wishing for money, no wishing for more wishes and uh no wishing to cancel or override the first two rules so you can't wish that you could wish for money or wish that you could wish for more wishes so that's it 10 wishes they won't get you money or wishes or a hundred trillion dollars in tax in cash tax-free like the taxes would fucking matter with a hundred trillion (laughs) dollars right right um, I'm going for the wishes because I think I'm entrepreneurial enough to make money off of other shit wishes, without, yeah. without wishing for money. I wish you know that I, I mean? could be an expert boat builder. Like, <laughs> right. yeah, totally. I would just be like, I wish that I owned this company and yeah, that company. Right. And that company. <laughs> totally. Oh, I wish dude, I Pepsi. You could, you could go like the. Um, oh my god, you could go like the route of no destruction where you could just be like. I'm just going to wish for, uh, you know, like world peace and uh, everything's free in life. So just uh, give me everything for free and I don't want any hostility. So just give. Yeah, yeah totally. That's not part of it. I, I would go wishes as well for all these reasons. Yeah. Also, like money can't buy you the ability to fly or have laser eyes, which true. 
Yeah, you dude. Sharks with freaking laser wishes. beams on their head, man. Yeah, exactly. Even Dr. Evil couldn't get that. No, no but you could with ten wishes. You're damn right. <laughs> it would literally be <laughs> Superman with one, a single wish. No. I wish Putin was on Venus right now. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. With a live cam of what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ross is doing the live camp. Just the live camp. Just, a, just, a, just, a, just or in a, a car or in a gym or wherever face. you may be. <laughs> so uh, we're all saying wishes then. That's a certified shuttle on the wishes. Let's see what uh, Reddit users had to say. Go ahead and vote. Oh, yeah. Most people are with us. 4.3 thousand for 10 wishes with three rules 2.1 thousand for 100 trillion dollars i mean don't get me wrong 100 trillion dollars is is fucking rad but i just sure yeah i could i think i could strategically wish for enough money so i wouldn't have to give a shit about money ever again yeah i wish i could steal anything i wanted without getting in trouble done (laughs) done like perfect there's a million ways to get around of it and you get magic Right. Dude, I wish I could send anyone to Venus who I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're going to Venus. You're going to Venus. <laughs> You're, going, You're to going to Venus. I'm like the Oprah of sending people Venus. to Venus. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> You're all going to Venus. You're like that kid from the Twilight Zone oh. where everybody's just, it's like the town where everybody's my super nice, worships you. Wish it away. That's one That'd of my you. favorite episodes. Wish it away to man. the cornfield. Wish it away. And he turns that dude into the fucking Jack in the Box. So gross. So Imagine gross, how gross. gory that would be if like they did it today. <sighs> be so good. So rad. Well boys, I had a lot of fun tonight. I hope those listeners at home had a blast. Is there any way this usually ends? <laughs> um mate. it just goes on and on and on. <laughs> it goes on and on, my friends. Um, thank it's you the, for it's the show that never ends. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for listening to us. Uh thank you for liking, subscribing, and uh Chris Brian said the little uh little five stars five star high fives give us a little high five and a high five star rate us on rate and review us on apple Podcasts and spotify uh mm-hmm. tell oh, your yeah. friends about us that would help and tell we'd like mom. to we'd like to thank ricky from the nightclub for being on with us tonight make sure to go listen to the nightclub and until boot. next time we'll be waiting <laughs> All I'm picturing is while fucking Brian's listening to us, he's just shaking his head going like, you son- He's going to be upset. Fuck? Oh I, I feel like he's gonna, I'm worried oh he's going to be actually mad at me. I'm worried he's going to be actually kind of mad at me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, we're going to get all the heat. It, mostly the heat's going to be on us. <laughs>